0: All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for yet another, I don't even know what number show this is, but we've been doing a series on SHOT Show 2023. it will be, I think, my
1: 18th SHOT
0: Show, and Clover's coming. Oh, yeah. So, so at the Sands, you know, we've gone through some industry changes or development or evolution, I guess, as far as the technology and the guns and the focus and the people in the community and the marketing, you know, the industry is evolving over the years that SHOT Show has been going on and uh, what SHOT Show does for the community, what it offers and what it's able to do has been evolving. So with that in mind, we've been doing these shows, kind of focusing on SHOT, how what it is, what's so good about it and tactics and tricks and stuff. And then uh, we've been leading up to a couple of conversations that we wanted to uh, post. One was for is for first-time uh, attendees, and we, that's what today is all about. Uh, we've got a bunch of people that we know of that are attending Shot Show for the first time this year. So uh, I'll let Clover kind of chat here for a bit, but we've got the link out there if you're interested and you're joining. If you're interested in joining the conversation and you're going to Shot Show for the first time this year, uh, use the link, jump in. We're using StreamYard. You don't need any logins or anything. But go ahead, Clover. What are we? What's the point of today's show? I guess, or if you want to say anything,
2: uh, mainly, you know, everybody's situation. Well, first of all, say that, you know, yeah, I don't know how many weeks we've been into this as well, but I know we only got like four weeks or something like that left uh, before Josh Show is here, so rapidly approaching. But um, yeah, mainly for for those first time folks to jump in, uh, hopefully. And we've got a few out there that can jump in for just uh, you know a few minutes, if nothing else. And the link is uh, in the, out there in the live chat. But uh, mainly because you know, shot show. You know, even though you've got people that have gone forever, you got people that have gone sporadically. You've got people that have never been. You know, everybody, as far as their uh, experiences, you know, over the years and stuff like that, always different. And it's the same way, there's some similarities, uh, I'm sure, with, uh, and we've we've discussed some of those with first-time people, uh, you know, their first-year SHOT Show, a lot of the same questions and things like that, Um, but it's really hard to get off into nuance, right? So, you know, you may be going to SHOT Show for the first time, and, you know, you may be you may have some ideas about, well, this is the way I want to approach it or, you know, how do I, you know, if this is my goal, you know, what are some things I need to look out for, right? There may be some specific questions related to, um, you know, your channel, your style content, that sort of thing uh, that maybe that we can address specifically, you know, uh, from that perspective. And a lot of folks have, uh, you know, been participating out there in the live chat uh, over the weeks as we've we've done these. And there's been some great conversation out there. There's been some great questions and other things. But, you know, it's much different to try to back and forth in text uh, than it is, you know, having a conversation where you can follow up, where you can emphasize certain words, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, today's show, you know, offers the opportunity for those first-timers or, you know, maybe, you know, I wouldn't even say, Gee, I wouldn't even say necessarily first-timers. And the reason I say that is, you know, I know some people that went last year for one day or two days. And from my experience of watching them, they never once hit the media room. They, um, at first they, they entered through Caesars and they didn't even realize until they were in Caesars for two or three hours that there was a whole huge other portion of the show. Um, so, you know, they did not have the, uh, the support structure that we talked about, right? The, uh, the camaraderie, the, the friendship, the, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, to be aware kind of of those things their first year. So, you know, maybe, you know, they seen their first year uh, as a bust in a lot of ways. And so they're, you know, hyped up and, and want to tackle it. Um, a little bit better this year. So uh, I think potentially we got some room for stuff like that as well. Uh, We we do plan on doing a, what I would call a veterans, uh, not, you know, military of course, but, you know, veterans of shot, uh, people that have gone type show uh, in the coming weeks. uh, And we're going to try to do that as well. So if you're out there and you fit that mold, you've gone for quite a few years, uh, either, as media or uh, an exhibitor or uh, an attendee uh, gun shop, whatever it might be, uh, there'll be some opportunities in the future. So, um, yeah, yeah. With that, I you know, I don't know where to go, gee. Um, outside of that, uh, until we get uh, somebody that uh, maybe can jump in and give us some uh, stuff to talk about.
0: Thanks. So I've been clicking around over here, trying to get my thing logged in so that I can pin the, the link. Uh, so, I'd, you know, we're talking about uh, first-timers going to SHOT Show. Now, that's a unique thing. So first-timers, you know, somebody's been there before, has a lot of reference. So we planned on doing one with uh, people who have been going for a while. We can have that conversation for sure. So I'd still like to leave it for first-timers today. However, if nobody shows up, then I guess that's a little different thing. Ah, uh, five hundred is in here. Are you planning on going to Shot Show, uh, or are you just jumping on the link there? Um, so this is uh, basically for she fires. I'm not sure if Millsurp Duo is heading out uh, to Shot Show this year for his first year or not, or if he's in a category like what Clover was Santa I can't remember. Um, we've got uh, well, what's he supposed to be called now? MK Outdoors. I forgot what budget
2: was. Yeah. MK Outdoor Journal. I was putting budget. it in
0: MGs all over, or MJ all over the place. Yeah, MK play. Outdoor
2: Journal is budget. I'm not real sure. Uh, you know, it I know he was, well, he's not at work. Um, you know, the conversation I had with him, he's not at work, but I think it has something to do with uh, the shift he works and sleep schedule type thing or something. And he was going to try to, you know, try to get up and, and make it. But, you know, who knows? I mean, and we can keep the room open and there, obviously we've uh we've ran a couple of hours on these shows before. So I mean we can tackle another topic if we can. And there is she fires. And by the way, that that logo, her new logo is rocking awesome. Yep, your mic working? You're in here. You're muted. There
1: we go. And we're not hearing you though.
2: Yeah, no audio. So check the settings and make sure that you're. Well, let's talk about this. How about now? There we go. go. Have you used stream? Surf? What is this called? StreamYard before?
3: I have, but it's been a while. So I had to make some adjustments. How are you both? Thank you for for jumping in. Yeah. So
0: first thing, I'll, I think I'll use that as an exp, as an opportunity mm-hmm. to mention, you know, I like StreamYard. We used yes. to like, you, I used to like YouTube's Hangouts, and then there's now a ton of them because of all the chaos of the last couple of years and everybody outsourcing and working from remote locations and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: live streaming and these kind of chats or whatever people are calling them now have become way more common, and there are more. So there's the Zoom is a big one, and then Ob s or something like there's some other ways that people get online uh a big one an important one is guntube.org has its own streaming it uses a very secure high-tech streaming service now it's a little bit too much for some people who can't figure out their phones or whatever but if you can deal with a couple of people who can't uh, deal with a very secure version of a streaming service which guntube.org provides uh then uh then i'd recommend learning that one for sure but the same way you might learn how to do some things on a phone versus a computer versus apple versus android you know you want to know some basic things on these different platforms i'd say go into shot show and getting ready for the after shot show it's probably a good idea to come, become familiar create accounts and have practiced a little bit with each of these live systems because if some you meet somebody going to be talking about their backpack or their new thing or their boot or their holster or something And they say oh yeah we have a regular chat on zoom well if you've never used zoom before you know go in being clunky versus jump right in and it just makes you you know it just gives you that confidence and that comfortableness or whatever of like not worrying about the tech so i think with a month to go probably i don't think that's too big a task to give everybody to just log on to the various platforms just in case if nothing else you might find why yours is so good or why people use another one right but anyway, I just wanted to use that as an example. But thanks for jumping in. I know you've got limited time. So did you have any questions? You've been following, I think, a bunch of our shows.
3: I know. Or- it has been extremely helpful. I am thankful for you guys having this, being first time, certainly. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think even coming up, like, you all talking about it as we get closer, I'll be just, you know, chatting it up on different things. But you all kind of covered it early, early on. But I wanted to ask about the the range day um and since i'm flying in from florida i won't have a vehicle just staying you know close and riding the monorail for range day specifically um i know you talked about the bus um you know is that and will that work what what do i need to plan for if i don't have any other transportation for that
2: and it how do you be, get the tickets before is it going to be the two of you Yes. Okay. So first of all, you know, I would say that you need to get your um, now the Shot show site is going to give you the areas where your your badges basically can be picked up, right? Well, where do you um, when do you arrive? That's the first part because yeah. it makes a
3: difference. Saturday. Okay. Nice. Saturday. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You
1: got all kinds of time.
3: Right on. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Most people are arriving on Saturday. Seems like this year. So yeah, typically, typically what we do. Um, is Sunday uh, usually evening time? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say mid-evening. Obviously, not late because I think the media room closes out at like five or five thirty or something. Um, we go there and get our passes now. Uh, historically, and I haven't looked because I don't do this. But again, the shot show site will—that's that's a tongue twister. You got to be careful with that. It will have the um, uh, it will have the information. Sometimes you can pick them up at the airport. You know, there's different locations, right? Um, but you definitely want to get those before you, before Monday morning for range day. You definitely want to do that. Um, then as far, and that also gives you, you know, whether you arrange to meet up, mm-hmm. you know, with other people. I mean, it gives us a time to, to hang out and chat. Uh, that, sure. that's, a, that's a thing well, Hold on. So you can pick up your badge on Sunday. So that's what he's yeah. saying. Pick up your badge yeah. on Sunday.
0: So that's over. So on Monday, if you have no other options is, is renting a car out of the question, like financially wise?
3: I mean, we could, but it's, it would only be for, for that just day, one day. Right? Yeah, no,
0: exactly. And that's the, that's the yeah. big deal. You don't have to for all. But if you just because you got two people and you want to deal with it and not, worry, you know, experience every slow thing that happens, you might want to <laughs> rent a car. Because, yeah, okay. you can get on the bus. And I've been on the bus in Florida. So I was kind of the opposite. I went to Florida and had to take the bus because I didn't have. Well, we wanted to get a rental car. We found out our credit card wasn't a credit card. Couldn't rent a rental car. Okay, great. We do not travel a lot. Big deal. We walked to the show and we used the bus. Now going on the bus, the shuttle, whatever you want to call it, to the range in Florida was way farther. So we had a lot more time on the bus. I shouldn't say that. It felt like it was a long time, but you're going to have some time on that bus. So making uh, silver linings, you're going to have time to talk to people, probably gun shop owners more than likely, maybe some other content creators, but probably Mm -hmm. just people that work at gun shops and work in factories and stuff. As a content creator... I mean, come on, that could be incredibly awesome. But you also have to get up in the morning on your way to the first day of SHOT Show and be on, ready? And, you know, ready to talk to people and hope that they're in the same boat and not be discouraged when they're not, right? Because right. some of them have been to SHOT Show for 18 years and they have to go to the range day because people are going to ask them about this gun and they hate 9 millimeters as much as I do. And they're, they're they're in a different mode than some of us. So, but there is that opportunity. So the bus can be awesome coming back from the range on the bus. Is a whole different thing because you decide when you're getting on the bus, you decide, oh, there's that person I've been wanting to talk to. I'll wait till they get on the bus. Right. Or here's my friend I just made. Let's get on the bus together and have this ride home and we're going to be able to talk and prepare for the next day. So the bus can be amazing. It can also be horrible if you're by yourself, horrible if everything goes wrong, horrible if the bus breaks down. Can you imagine getting on a bus and having a breakdown and everybody's waiting an extra hour or 15 minutes or 20 minutes is going to feel like an hour on your way to go do something awesome. So it never happened. I'm just saying like, what ifs, but so, so your options are the bus or rent a car. If cars within the realm of something, renting the car, you're going to have to pick up the car. You've got Saturday and Sunday, unless you've got plans for Sunday. you got, have you been to Vegas before?
3: Yes, I have.
0: Okay. So you're not even worried about learning, learning Vegas or like sightseeing. So you've got literally all day Sunday to pick up your badge, which you can't even pick up till noon or afternoon or something, right? Clover three. It's like in the afternoon. Yeah, like 3 to 5 or 3 to five thirty, i think or something yeah and that's like the best possible now we do it the old-fashioned way they keep changing shot show around us now you can go to these kiosks and get badges printed out of places or something can't you like there's other options that i'm not aware of like there are other locations
2: listed on the site i'm not familiar with what they are but they're historically have been yes
0: so we're kind of handicapping ourselves by going and picking up our badges because we like picking up our badges. We get to go pick up our badges. We don't have to, but we can go pick up our badges. We get to check out this building ahead of time. We get to go check out parking situation ahead of time. We get to go yep. look at the show potentially ahead of time. Pretty we get odd. to hang out with other content creators ahead of time Yep. and whatever, say, Hey, that's, if you got nothing else to do on Sunday, we've been there Sundays where it's chaotic and we run in there and run back out and you know <laughs> and I wish they would have had a thing. So you've, you've got, a couple of options. So it depends on Clover's 100% right. You got to worry about your badge first. So you got to have a badge to get into media day. Otherwise, well, I think you have to. I don't think they even hand them out there anymore because it was such a chaotic mess. But the big thing is parking. So if you're going to get a car and you're going to get it for just that day, what are you going to end up? Real, realistically, you're going to get it at like nine on Sun Sunday night or something. You're going to drop it back off at like nine on Monday night. Right. That would be the way I do it some kind of in the evening like that. So now you go pick it up at your leisure at nine. Drive, go get dinner or something, get up, go to the range. If you're driving, you want to get there earlier, the closer you're gonna park. The farther away you're gonna park, not a big deal, you're just adding a little bit more walk into your life for the week. Mm-hmm. But then you drive home at your leisure, stop at a couple of gun shops, you know, hang out someplace you wanted to go check out, bring some people home. You made friends. Now you got a place a you know, way to drive people back to their hotels, hang out, have dinner with somebody, go take your, your car back. And now you Uber back or whatever you do, and you're good to go for Monday, if you and got so the money to do that.
3: Minutes, so right? is that 40 minute drive? About? Probably,
2: probably pretty close. Okay. I would, I would add an, another, I would add another option. Uh, and I see that Chris from the 740 uh, is out there. I don't know. He said he was going to be on a tractor or something today, but Link is uh, is out there. Scroll up if you if you can't find it. Chris, we'll uh, we'll drop it again. Uh, and I know Mike just jumped in, but but real quick. Uh, to follow up with g because this is another option. Um, a, a lot of people are getting in on Saturday, right? That leaves Saturday evening, that leaves all day Sunday, and then you got Monday morning, there's range day. There's a lot of time to communicate and find out who's got a vehicle and who has an extra seat or two in a vehicle and things of that nature. Uh, and it may be a thing of, oh, well, I need to Uber from where whatever location you're staying to their Airbnb or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Right. And then ride the range day uh, with them. And then they can of course drop you off or, or whatever, make those arrangements. Right. So there's plenty of time. That's what I'm saying to make arrangements to hitch a ride with somebody, I think as sure. well. And I, and I think just from the folks that are staying in our location, uh, I think vehicle wise, you know, I think there's enough just there to make it work. Uh, and then when I think about extended friends and colleagues and other things that'll be in Vegas, and, and I'm sure you know folks as well, Chief Fires, uh, that are going, that, you know, that's a possibility. And that's a whole other set of, of you know, like the bus and having those interactions. And, you know, like having the, your own vehicle or renting, you can have, you know, certain interactions, being, being able to hitch a ride with people. Uh, it works in the same capacity a lot of times as, you know, staying in a room, staying in an right. Airbnb with people because you've got that support structure right there. You can ask questions. You can. You know, as they pop up, you pull into Range Day, and for the first time, you're seeing Range Day in the layout and the scope, and your mind may be racing with a thousand questions. And you've got people right there in the front (laughs) seat that can answer those questions, like, "Oh, okay, over here is where you want, you know, what you you want to go do, or over there is what, you know, you've been talking about, you want to see," and you can get that instant feedback.
3: No that's awesome. Yeah, that I'm kind of torn. I'm 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 just going to let it like, let it roll as it as it is and if, if we find it necessary to rent a rent a car then we will, but at least we hope it's
0: necessary. I just wanted to put that out there as yeah. a option because what Clover's saying is true. However, let's go the other way and look at the reality of it and mm-hmm. if you've got a click then great, but if you don't click then mm-hmm. that's annoying. That's a you know then it's like, oh, I got to wait for so and so. Oh, we we're, we're going to drive you, but now we got a flat tire or something. Oh, we, we were renting a car, but then we ended up renting. This thing with two seats instead. So now, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: we got to the, so there's these, a bunch of stuff that can stack, it can all be perfect and work great, but it can also not. So that's why I'm thinking on first year, I'm thinking ride sharing and and planning on others is maybe more, I'd recommend that for people that have been there a couple of times, kind of know what they're missing, know what they're risking uh mm-hmm. people that haven't uh i want you to just get there enjoy it and know that you're i want to say independent but like you're not dependent on others who may or may not be as interested in your first time as you are the Understood. buses are going to go like every 15 minutes or i don't know what they i don't take them but they they seem like they're going every once in a while i think no duo said he took them last year so he'll probably know the schedule but it's not like there's one shuttle the, so okay. i guess if we haven't actually said the big picture uh so maybe a day starts at i forget let's say eight o'clock because i have no idea let's say it starts at eight o'clock in the morning the buses probably start at 8 30 or 9 or something like they don't start right at the beginning so that means they're probably picking you up right when the show starts i think and then they're driving you out there it takes what would you say 40 minutes something like that it depends on traffic i suppose the bus probably got a pretty right. quick way to get there but they also probably have more congestion than us just getting away from the buildings and stuff but as far as i understand the buses leave from Expo, and then there's probably shuttles that get you from hotels to Expo. Or you can, there's actually not a good monorail to the Expo. Um, But however it is, I'm sure they're facilitating it so that you can get on these buses every so often, whatever it, every half an hour, every probably every half an hour, and then you're going to be there Uh, For as much time as you want, and then they start doing the opposite. They just start leaving every half an hour, so they're fairly convenient, and they're not like you're going to be getting a bunch of stuff where you have to worry about traveling with luggage. I mean, it's full of people that are doing this one event, so it's not like it's not going to be conducive to what you're doing. It's just that like you're you're I guess losing an opportunity to uh, personalize it. I guess if I don't know, I say I'm just so much like I've always driven, and it just was. Frustrating to drive the bus. I hate to throw the bus out there as an option. It's probably be a pretty good option. I just wanted to throw out there that, like, uh, um, opposite. You the,
3: Thank the, you, guys. Right, Sharon. So, okay,
0: so Chicago Mike, you going?
4: Uh, I, I thought about it, but, I mean, it's kind of at the last minute. So, you know, the type of work that I do, I would hate to just take off work like that.
0: Well, it's not an option. If you don't have a pass at this point, I don't know if they're handing out passes anymore. I haven't heard anything that media is full, but they stop just, you know, the, the size of the scope the show, the scale of it. They only do media stuff for a certain amount of time.
4: That's no, all good. I mean, you know, I'm going I'm going to the next event for sure, but Sha won't be gone. So I mean I'm not I'm not tripping. It's all good. I mean, you
0: know right on well we're talking about Shot Show and people that are there for their yeah. first time. Chris is out there. I don't know if he has a chance. Uh, Oh, he's doing a run right now. Working. No worries. So, if he's got any specific questions, if he's able to chat and type them in there, feel free. Um, So, as far as the media day goes, I don't know. We went all over the place, and this is the problem. Uh, Both of us, Clover and I, have been going to the show for a long time, and we both have opinions on stuff. We've both done things different ways, so it's tough to give you a concise here's an answer because best we can do is say here's a bunch of answers and then here's some editorial on them so feel free to shut us up or ask a more focused question or something so that we're less rambling but as far as media day any other questions that we bunched we've been all over the place do we even answer if you-
3: no, you guys answered my questions directly. I appreciate it. Um, if you're still on at the top of the hour, I do want to pop back on after my 10 30 call, if that's okay. If you're still. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll definitely be on because you're one of the number one reasons we're doing this show. So feel free. Don't yes. be in a rush, but we'll be here.
3: <laughs> I do have another question. So I'll answer that. I mean, I'll ask that when I pop back on.
0: That works. Okay. you
3: shared is awesome.
0: Yeah, right on. Looking forward to seeing how you experience your first show and, and how good it is
3: for you. It'll be awesome
0: okay I'll be back. All right, so um, Milserp is saying, I will, we'll mention it to her when she comes back. If you wanted to take the ride, if you wanted to ride the bus, I can meet at the media center that morning. We have a couple of people in our group. This is their first time as well. Clover, what do you think about a bunch of first timers hanging out together at SHOT Show? Is that better than first timers partnering with people that have been there forever?
2: You know, snob snob would be the one one of the ones to answer that question. So if we if we move into and I mean, you know, obviously we want to give priority to the first timers that are going. Um, so you know, I don't know how you feel with certain people jumping in temporarily on temporary topics, but um, you know, him gizzard, you know, uh, who am I thinking? Obnoxious Sarge, like that whole crew, kind of all went together, right? Um, and I mean, it, 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 looks like they did very well. I mean, they, you know, they were able to play off of each other, uh, that helped with approaching companies and, and it helped with their confidence level and, uh, and other things because they didn't feel, uh, intimidated, I guess, maybe would be the word. And I could totally be putting words in, in Snob's mouth. This is just my perception outside looking in on that group. So I, I definitely think that there's a benefit now on the uh, flip side um you know when i went for the first time it was basically ghost in my myself um i mean you were around and accessible which was which was invaluable but it's not like we stayed you know together or anything right mm-hmm. traveled together type thing um and so that was great because you're you're kind of on the same level um But it's also, you know, I could see a benefit because I felt like when we had Rogue last year with us, um, I kind of felt like, and again, this is outside looking in and putting words in people's mouths. So I don't, you know, certainly I'm not trying to do that, but, you know, it felt like, it felt like he benefited from having some experience there. I, I, I can remember not specifics of conversation, but can remember, you know, conversations in the car, conversations on the balcony, you know, at the at the uh at the Airbnb, whatever.
0: Conversations with who?
2: Ghost? Rogue. Rogue. That was oh, oh, okay. Last you know year. that was, you know, sort of like we've been talking about on these shows. I mean, something would have gone on that day and we're like, yeah, you know, you may think about navigating that this way or doing that this way or whatever, right? Uh, and he's like, oh, I never, you know, never thought about that. Well, well of course you didn't. You, you've never been before. So, you know, not knowing what you don't know is is not a bad thing. Right. Um, but I, I think there's benefits both ways. I think if you can get a mix, I think a mix is, is, yeah, mix is
0: probably the best, but you're yeah. not going to go wrong either way. No, but some ways no. can be more useful. Right.
2: No, and I think, and I think you're right. I mean, a lot, a lot of us tend to live in our own bubbles. A lot of people that turn cameras on and get on, you know, that's a YouTuber thing in general. Uh, you know, being an introvert, uh, you know, and and not branching out and not being a part of the bigger community and not being good at relationships and communication and talking with people and and all of that. And so I think that um, I think that grouping up, right, regardless of how you. Uh, finagle that group. Um, I think it it really helps with that that type of a psyche, or you know, in in that in that in that specific circumstance, I should say.
0: Um, All right, so I, this is for first time. Oh, wait, am interrupting you, Miloson?
2: Um, nah, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead.
0: Okay, go. I was just gonna. Say, I thought you were pausing there, so I was just saying that since this is sort of for beginners, and we're hoping that beginners would jump in. Now, I didn't send out links to everybody I knew who's for the first time so they didn't want to not be sending links to people I don't know are going for the first time so right. I opted to just drop the link right. in the chat there yeah. so if you're going to SHOT Show for the first time feel free to jump in and the people that are going to SHOT Show for the first time feel free to jump in and the idea is to answer your question specifically right um, you know, we're doing this as a as an exercise to chat up shot show because it's cool and the facets of shot show that most people are ignoring or not aware of probably or are also ignoring because they don't like the facets that they're not good at and then uh to make everybody's experience better but also to make the show better because it's better when it's explained it's better when it's participated in it's better with participation and all that so or better with you know everybody being part of it and uh, that that's something that doesn't get addressed too often. I mean, the show itself attempts at it always, but it can only do a uh, generic, you know, hey, here's us, if you need any help, you know, here's our resources. So when it gets to specific things, they don't have time to have, or they don't have the resources to have a, a crew of people hired on as ambassadors. So we're attempting to do something like that. Um All as far those as, oh, huh? go
4: ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, all, all this information that you're giving out about SHOT Show just made me want to go now, but maybe too late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like I say, it is because they are huge, right? So we're looking yeah. at something like 60,000 attendees, or am I crazy? I know it's in the, 20, it's in the tens of thousands of attendees. Something like 6,000 of them are media, and oh, wow. that's only a percentage of the show, right? Or is it 2,000 or media? It's two thousand or media. I think I'm exaggerating. I'm missing all my you're, numbers. You're going g GWeb's? Yeah, this will be my 18th year if I can get there. I mean, it's always weird because oh, wow. money and stuff. But uh, even if I got to just go for a day or something, I'll go to say I've been there, uh, just to kind of monitor what the growth is and in the industry and stuff. I, that's the part I enjoy. But so um, I just,
4: I just, I just started getting into the YouTube thing uh, a couple of months ago, and um, you know, I met, I met a lot of great people. Uh, throughout throughout the you know social media and they have talked about it. I just never thought of about getting into the the SHOT show because I was like, oh, you know, I've been yeah. working a lot and I haven't really got into you know looking it up and doing all the research. So yeah. but it has kind of to be enough.
2: it has to be in my opinion it has to be an active decision. Um, I hear that a lot. where creators, and again, snob out there can speak to this. Uh, but Chris in the seven forty was that way. He's going in uh in january here, here in the next few weeks uh for the first time but where and i don't mean this in a derogatory way at all but where people ham haul around oh yeah i might go i might you have to make an active decision and go wait a minute no 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 this is awesome i i get the brevity of it mm-hmm. um i'm in the content creation i want this to be a thing um you know i'm going you have to make that decision it has to be first right is to absolutely make that decision um and then from there um the wisest thing is to get with people that have went before or they're willing to help out um to kind of walk you through some of the pitfalls and potholes in order to get registered right um you know, I and, to... and be full of questions and not afraid to ask those questions.
0: So I was trying to talk about the scale, though. So with 2,500 media and something like, I'm going to just say 30,000, tens of thousands of attendees, we're not even a, a chunk of them. And that's 2,500 people they got to keep track of. So they just have deadlines. They have lines in the sand where they say, here's when we're opening the gates and here's when we're closing the gates. Just because they only have so many people on staff to be able to deal with this whole thing. And computers are great, but in reality, they gotta print stuff and send stuff, and then whatever. So we're really looking at the very end if it isn't already over. Uh, We're going into Christmas, then it'll be New Year's, and then it'll come out of all that, and it'll literally be them setting up the show. So they, you know, they they turn off the what do you call like the I, I would what do they call it the admission window or something. So it's not like a decision that they made against anyone or anything. It's just the way that it is every single year. They usually start right. registration around October and then it ends like December ish. And I'm not sure when exactly, because honestly we have had people come through in October and say, Hey, I'd like to go, oh,
2: yeah. but it
0: was more like, Hey, I want to go and help you on your existing crew. That's been going for 10 years. And it's easy for us to go. Hey, we're adding a third person rather than, Hey, I'm new and I'm going to qualify myself and all this other work that you have to go through. When they mm-hmm. have to qualify someone, they go through and do a bunch of stuff to make sure that you're actually media. They don't open up a show that's an industry show to just anybody who decides to walk in. I think Clover just mentioned that some people would just literally be in the way and not doing anything, you know, not really adding to nothing and just literally taking up space there. And, right. in the way. and then other yeah. people would be working against the whole thing. If they just open it up to everybody, they've only had maybe three instances of this, but like international media will come in and they'll be like, look at how. You know, they'll take something completely wrong, like a shoot, no shoot target that you would use in a discriminatory like uh, exercise or like a, a uh, some sort of a drill where you're going to have people, you'd have to discriminate between what you're going to shoot and what you're not going to shoot. So you might have an innocent person in a target and a, a bad guy in a target. And if they look at just the innocent targets, they might portray that as here's a show where they're shooting innocent people. Right. And it's just either intentional or unintentional incorrect coverage is what they're attempting to avoid and in the past that was done more intentionally than anything else but now when you have anybody who wants to can set up content and create content which is fine they have to do something to discriminate you know is this someone who's actually on our side you know as far as like rights and awareness and stuff or is this somebody coming in to come in and make trouble or cause chaos and stuff and i don't think they're trying to be uh What's the word like a firewall as much as just trying to be a good host? You know, they're just trying not—you know—people are paying good money and spending a bunch of time and effort to be here. They don't want to accidentally let somebody in who's just going to cause a nuisance or you know, just generally clog the work. So it's—it's it's not that they're super bureaucracy, but it is a giant show, and it's just a factor of the scale that there's a procedure. And then Clover was saying that if you're going to go, there is ways to learn from others who have been there before, and that's what we're trying to do. But um, yeah. It's not exactly well, there's a, difficult you know, as much as
2: there's just some tips and tricks. Well, NSSF is you know, the governing body or whatever you want to call it or whatever of, of the industry, basically. I don't want to say governing body. That's the wrong word, but the uh, but it rep, it's representative, right? It's the lobbying body or whatever you want to say, right? Um, so, you know, being that it's, it's the entire industry, there is definitely a, a level of professionalism that's, you know, and they say that through their requirements or your, channel and you know your demeanor while you're at the show and you know there's a whole list of things in the in the faq uh that, that lead to that now real quick um can you still register yes uh, i have just checked that uh but oh, okay cool uh, you've got until the 16th which is friday is the last day before they start tacking on all of the uh, all of the fees somebody out there may know what the fee is i don't know what the fee is i think it's hundreds, hundreds of dollars yeah it's, it's hundreds of bucks
0: if you qualify as media you go to shot show for free if you go right. as an attendee you pay it was like 250 dollars, and that was a discounted one years ago so it's probably more like 300 or plus now to right. attend yeah. so oh, wow Jesus. that's how they pay for the fifth largest convention in vegas to happen you know by Paying people to charge on people at the door, so there's that reason that they would, you know, wanted to make sure somebody is media. But it's right. they're really just they're not trying to be too much of jerks. So they're just trying to. At least I haven't ever seen them be punitive. They're just trying to stop the weird stuff. And they still have some weird stuff go through. So y'all don't even remember this, but uh, in like, well, eight is when video seven or eight is when video started with. Um, Milser, Monkey, and the two others, and uh, then we got in on the game in 9, and then by 10, everybody, well, not everybody, but the four of us had accomplished video, and we, we made it a thing, so then in 11, and going forward, a bunch of YouTubers happened, and they started to show up, so by 12, Right. It's already been at Sands for a couple of years and YouTubers show up and they think that SHOT Show is at Sands. Like they don't know. And they're walking around and they're they're just figuring it out. And and they start doing some weird stuff. So YouTubers did some weird stuff the first couple of years. Luckily, I don't go as YouTube. I go as other things. And I did. I got it was a bunch of what's the word like getting rid of media that were not supposed to be there. Um, That happened. And then. A couple years on from that, there was an instance with somebody who decided that somebody didn't treat them well. So they decided to do some sort of a weird thing with their YouTube channel and like just be weird to the vendor and the vendors paying at yeah, probably $20,000 for the space to be there. And the YouTubers there for free, the YouTuber got offended because the other person didn't spend enough time with them and was weird. And the YouTuber got escorted out. I mean, $20,000 to be there doing business versus I'm here and I got privilege or I've got, you know, everybody should be catering to me and I'm not even paying my entrance fee. So there's that that's happened. I'm I'm picking specific instances, but that's probably why they're kind of gun shy using the pun. Yeah, so sounds about right. Um, But but that being said, uh, 2,500 every year. And there's, I have to struggle to think of a few instances over years. Right. And those were, some of those were only 14.
2: Well, most people understand Um, it. They get the fact that it's, that's the industry, you know, and that, you know, regardless of who you are, you're not walking into that booth to spend, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars with that company. Um, you, You definitely need to slow your roll, make sure that, you know, you've got time, make, you know, make sure that they're not in the middle of, you know, a big deal or, you know, anything like that's going on. I mean, for them, that comes first. So that, that all has to do with respecting those businesses and respecting the industry and then respecting that boundary between businesses and media. Wow. Something about how you just said that.
0: I really like that respect in the industry. It makes Mm -hmm. me feel like we should have done a show on like what the perfect shot show would be like the perfect shot show. You know, like what the best media day would be, what the best first day, what the maybe we could still do that. But anyway. I don't even,
4: I don't even have a a good high quality camera to, to even do
0: media and go to show show. You
4: don't Shaw's, need one if you're
0: a podcaster. You wouldn't need a camera. Period. If you wrote stuff for a blog, you wouldn't even need us uh, audio recording. So it depends on what you're going to do and what you feel like helping or what how you want to contribute.
4: I mean, like for me, you know, I would I would like to show content just just for. People to see on YouTube. There's people on YouTube that have not been to Shot Show, or never even heard of Shot Show. I would like to, you know, make content and just show people what they want to see yep. instead of just, you know, using my phone. That's that. That's just my preference. You know, when I, you know, when I was doing research on, you know, other cameras, I'm like, okay, what's what's a good, what's a good high quality camera? You know, for media besides using your phone, or some people do use their phone, which oh, let's is talk totally. About that. Such yeah. so actually isn't the place
0: for that uh, the best quality photographs are done with good quick cameras I mean obviously right uh, usually a good camera is at least semi you know the size of a shoebox or something like it's got right. some size to it and that means it's going to need some batteries and it's going to need mm-hmm. some like the camera is just what you know can, uh, takes the image but to set yeah. the image up you need a background you need lighting and then you need uh, some time, and then you probably need to take more than one picture because in reality, they're taking hundreds of pictures and picking it out. Then they're going to need some time to spruce it up and after production or whatever. All of that stuff is not conducive to SHOT Show. So that's one right. of those things that we're trying to provide is if you go in with the expectation that I'm going to bring my new fancy SLR and I'm going to bring a tripod and all this. Yes, it's been done. And yes, those people got a reputation for being a-holes and clogging up boots. And those boots understood that the return on that time investment, $20,000 for the booth, you're there for four days. That's $5,000 a day. Let's say that it was more like 8000 because it's going up. Let's say that's a $1,000 an hour. That's a, so that's a gonna, small
2: booth, by the way. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it's a tiny booth. I'm yeah. talking about booths that people have told me yeah. the prices on. Those are the smallest booths yeah, downstairs. Right. Upstairs, I can't even imagine. So we're talking a thousand dollars a day, no thousand dollars an hour ish for them to just be in that building thousand dollars an hour. And that's per tiny booth. So if they not got counting four tiny employees, $4,000 an hour. Oh yeah. That's employees not, on yeah. top of that. Yeah. That's your employee
2: opinion. salary, employee time, employee traveling, lodging, food. And then yeah. there's
0: people that'll walk in and go, Oh, I'm doing video here. Can we please keep the booth empty? okay yeah give me thousand dollars and i'll keep it empty for you for like 15 minutes but no you're not gonna (laughs) keep potential customers away from me like how many that that thousands what did he say Uh, ghost has been dropping uh links thanks for that with some of the stats but something like what does it say seven looking for the attendees 60,000 attendees that's gun shops that's a couple of manufacturers and that's 2,000 media's all the rest of them are gun shops. So, uh, and they're the ones that they're there for, and they yeah, want them to be able to see the product. That's a lot.
2: So, wow. um, real quick, Mike, where where do you sit? And, and I don't care about this for any other reason um, other than you know it makes a difference in the conversation. But where where do you sit as far as like subscriber wise? Where are us? What do you What do you mean? Like YouTube, where are you at on subscriber count? Oh, I'm at 160. Yeah,
4: 100, 161 subscribers last time I checked
2: wow okay I thought you were I thought you were larger than that wow okay so yeah. um, so this goes across the board and in any and every creator guru that's out there that makes tons of money preying on people in my opinion smaller youtubers I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you this but it's not inaccurate information done is better than none so while you're sitting around going well you know i've spent a week a month it's now two months trying to figure out the right camera now i got to find the right audio now i got to find the right lighting equipment now i got to try to do this I got to do that you can be using your cell phone and cranking out videos and so and growing your channel done is better than none um you know especially until you get you know, several hundred videos uploaded and on your channel and under your belt, um, the equipment doesn't really play that big of a role. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's never been proven that a new creator or a younger creator, whatever, have whatever you can call it. Cause I wouldn't call you new. I mean, a hundred and something is, is significant. That takes time to get,
4: but I still, I'm, I'm still pretty much new to the yeah. YouTube thing. So,
2: yeah. But that's still you know, significant. I mean, there's yeah. channels that it takes months and months to get 100 subscribers. It's not a small feat. So I mean, anyway. when I when I first when I first made it to 100, I was very
4: I was very happy and excited. Yeah. So yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. It, it definitely it's definitely tough. Um. So, but, but you know, the thing is, a you know, you don't realize that you know until you get quite a few videos, uh, you know, up on the channel, you know, a hundred minimum, if not two or three hundred. Um, and we're talking about in combination with short, short form, long form, all of them put together. But until you get that many, you don't really get a sense of how your audience is building up. You don't really get a sense of what type of content works for your channel. You don't really get a sense of what you enjoy doing. Right. And so it's never been proven that you know, you've got creator A that goes out and spends $10,000 on gear before they ever create their channel, right? And they have master production level skills. And then you've got somebody that turns on their, literally their cell phone. And it's like, okay, the clock starts now. And there's no correlation or no proof anywhere that, you know, that channel that has all that background and has all that experience and has all the expensive equipment is going to honestly do any better. Um, and and the reason is it's YouTube. Why well, oh you? It has to do with you. It has to do with what type of audience you bring in with your specific style of content. And that's why I say getting that content out there is far more important than the overall quality, camera wise, audio wise, whatever of the of the content you're putting out. The quality isn't what you're talking about. It's how you're presenting the information, you know, those types of things. So I would say just just consider on that and focus on done is better than none well let's put it um, into run guns. with it run with it for a little while yeah let's put it
0: into guns if you if you want dirty harry's revolver and you want to be able to shoot well right like you want to do those two things i want to shoot well and i want to get dirty harry's revolver you could go mm-hmm. buy dirty harry's revolver for however many thousands of dollars that's going to cost and learn how to shoot on a giant 357 revolver which is possible some people do it i suppose but in reality you probably want to start with something that's more budget more interesting you're going to figure out, oh, I want a concealed carry. Well, then that 357 wouldn't have done what I wanted. Oh, I want to shoot in competition. Well, that 357 wouldn't have done what I wanted. I want to collect guns yes. as an investment. Oh, that 357 is perfect. It's definitely going to work for me. Like, oh, I want to go do something else like hunting. Hey, it could work, but I'm going to lose the value on it. So, just like anything, jumping in at the number one thing you've been looking for is almost always not going to work, right? You always, almost always get interested in something to something mm. that's unique and expensive to where you probably don't want in the long run. So I think I'm just adding to what Clover's saying is do. And then once, you fig- once you've done for a while, you figure out, oh, you know what? Did, you know, for just that example, like, oh, bringing all this fancy camera stuff was useless because everybody was really kind of against the idea of me taking a bunch of time and effort away, except for like two booths. But you might find, hey, you know what? Everybody hated it except for those two booths. And that made my whole show. You know, one of them paid for my trip and the other one paid for my entire next year of doing stuff. And that could happen. So it's not going to happen every time obviously but it can happen and um so i don't want to discourage anybody from doing whatever they want just realistically uh just think about it you know you, oh i want that car well in reality that's not the car you really probably should have got or would have been right. best for them, but that's the <clears throat> car you wanted and some people are going to make do you know i had a car that i liked for a long time and then i found mm. practical cars and i'm i appreciate the practical or whatever anyway she fires his back you had a different question nice. um hopefully we address that one um, from Chicago, Mike. But if uh, yeah, Chicago's yeah, yeah that's it, cool. But, um, I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. We've got uh, Chief Fires had asked this one. Is this the one, or do you have a different one?
3: That is another one, but yes, I think Ghosted answered that as well, though. Thank
0: you. We'll hit it live because I didn't really we didn't really talk about it live while you were gone. So, what was the yes. second question that you, before you left? You had, um, you
3: so, my goal is, when I when I um, meet up and go about the floors is to try to see, and I've got some thoughts in my head who I want to potentially approach for either a product um, that I can test and have, you know, reviewed on my channel, or an opportunity to go to their facility for a tour. And so my question is, how do we approach companies with special requests? And can I?
0: Yes, it's super easy. I'll let yeah, programs yeah. are in that, and I'll give you all the tips. And
2: super tricks. easy. Barely an inconvenience. Um yeah, to the uh, yeah, it, it can be hectic. Um I would I would answer that by saying, you know, the first the first step for me is relationship. Um it's you know, making sure that I make contact with that initial person. You know, I've got, you know, some type of an elevator speech, uh, as it pertains to who I am, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, and then pretty quickly devolving into the product and what interests me about the product and what, Oh, just looking at it, man, that looks really cool. This, how, and ask some questions to them. Right. And so that does a few things. Number one, it shows you that shows them that you're not just there to walk in and go, Hey, I'm a uh, Clover What are you going to give me? You know, um, it's, you know, I am interested in the product and I and I, I, I want to, you know, I've, I've got interest in the company, interest in the product first and foremost, mm-hmm. and that I'm there uh, in a professional manner and, you know, I want it to be whatever you want to call it, a symbiotic relationship, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and, and all this is done in a matter of minutes. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you're spending 30 minutes in a booth. So you'll eventually get it down. You got to break the ice first. Um, I would... I would just walk into a couple of random moose, almost if nothing else. Um, you know, the first, because I tend to do that. I'm like, yeah, that's moderately interesting. I don't know that it fits my channel. And a lot of times I'll walk in there just to get a primer for the day or something. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's not really anybody that's on my list. Now, sometimes you're surprised and that ends up being a worthwhile relationship that comes out of that. It does happen. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, walk in, you know, that introduction, you know, show that you're interested in the genuinely interested in the product, you know, have an answer for how it fits with your goals, your channel, what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, have an answer for because um, you want to be ready if they start asking you questions, but have an answer to don't don't speak to your numbers, you know, or anything like that. Speak in terms of the demographic of the people that you're trying to reach, who you think your viewers are, why you think your viewers would be interested in an item. Right. And then go from there. Um you know, either, uh, Hey, let's, let's follow up. Do you offer any, you know, T and E stuff and and don't necessarily be in a big hurry, um, to get a yes, sign a contract, do all that right then and there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, try to, I try to keep it fairly, fairly cash. Right. Um, but you know, it's perfectly fine to ask about, you know, once you've kind of broken the ice a little bit, right. Um, it's perfectly fine to say, "Hey, do you guys, you know, do you do you work with creators? Do you offer any opportunity to, you know, get the product out in front of, you know, my my audience and this, that, and the other?" Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mention the word free product. I wouldn't mention, you know, anything of that. I don't like that that approach right um so just be careful of uh, you know sending me product and that sort of thing you want to work with the product right um and that that again that reaffirms that i'm here i I respect you as a business you know and i want to do my part as media i don't want just free stuff in the mail i'm looking to actually you know present this stuff to my, my audience and sell it um and then the uh factory tour stuff facility tour in the same way um don't be don't be discouraged i will say this tack on this before i hand it back over to gwebs don't be discouraged by no first of all Mm -hmm. and that's one 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 reason i like to delay it a little bit is because they're getting bombarded with a lot of this stuff and so if usually if you can delay it to follow up communication later on in a few weeks um you know you may be less apt to get a no because you know they they haven't had nearly the amount of people follow up that they had approached them in a booth and just wanted them to send them crap. Right. Um, but also don't be discouraged the no on the product end, but also don't be discouraged on a no on the facility end um, because they have certain trade secrets and there's things, you know, I've been offered tours before when I've talked about that, that's like, you know, okay, yeah, you can come in and look around, but we don't want you taking any pictures or doing any video, right? Um, all the way down to g I think's had this experience where, like, they didn't want anybody in there. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, that companies they do have their reasons for that whatever they might be and again it gets back into the respect ITAR, so just don't international be...
0: stuff they can't take pictures yeah. Internationals yeah there are things that other countries right. can't know about they can't take pictures so that can be frustrating because a lot of stuff we do can't right. be seen by other countries and it's not their fault they just mm-hmm. don't want a picture out there but and they don't... might have been burned by some idiot the
2: and there's mm-hmm. a and there's a bigger thing when i say when i say don't don't be afraid of the word no don't be allergic to the word no more importantly Um, if you run into a booth and you know, you get somebody that's got a seemingly bad attitude or you get somebody that's seemingly dismissive of you, don't let that get you down. There are tons and tons and tons of other booths in that shot show. And I can guarantee you, you will find good people that understand the value you you bring to the table as you articulate it uh and that will end up wanting to work with you so if you run into those people which would you know all the attendees all of the booths all of the people walking around um it's just a matter of the odds that you're going to run into some of those people you're not going to mesh with well for whatever reason or they've mm-hmm. had a bad day or a bad night before or whatever the case may be um don't let that affect the rest of your show, like walk out of that. It's done. It's over with, you know, that's not going to happen. Wasted my time there moving on, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just have that attitude that, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, go get the next one. Not a big deal.
3: Certainly. Nope. That's my approach. Usually positive anyway about that kind of stuff. Just happy to be there. Um, yeah. Um. And I, got, I think I it's going to be the elevator pitch. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: I got my answer. It's different. Please. So, um, your channel is doing good. I can tell you probably want to be around for a bit. So, in reality, you've got two different questions there: doing tours and and having something like you can. You're not going to be able to take it home from shot for one. They're going to have to send it to you more than likely unless it's a little too damn. So, big picture for your channel. Think about how you want your channel to go. Best possible case scenario: everybody you talk to is like, "heck yeah, let's do it. Is that building the channel you want? Are you getting random things from here and there and you got an eclectic looking channel or are you setting everything up so that it's going to look nice, right? Right. Um, Is your goal to attract this person or that person, or is it to educate this person or that person? Like what's the big goals of your channel?
1: Mm -hmm. Now,
0: once you've got, and you've got resources, we've got an attendee list. So you can go through there like a menu. I'm building my channel and I need construction. You know, I need, I need two by fours and plywood, except you're building a channel and you need participants and you need collaborators so who am i bringing on to my team who doesn't know that they need me on their team yet right you're looking at it like that not i would recommend not looking at it like i wish i had a fill in the blank and oh, how can yeah, i get definitely. a fill in the blank quickly Agree. yeah
1: so you're, really you're building
0: your that. channel and you're deciding who you want as teammates and now you're going to do some research you're going to hopefully you've already talked to these people but guess what you're allowed to talk to them anytime you want so you can go i'm going to be going to shot show and i'm from florida and Blah, blah, blah. Right. So elevator speeches are for people that they've never met before. Meet them before. So meet them before. Right. Get in contact with them. I'm going to be at SHOT Show. It'll be my first time. So that I'm going to let you run with that. That's a good idea. Actually, you you go to SHOT Show and your time is not just there and it's not just an hourglass. It's a grid. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's a chart of most value. So some people I've gone there and this is a strategy some people do i am going to be the first person to get a video of xyz it's either going to be the newest thing or the fanciest thing or the new version of a thing or the backwards thing or the upside down thing different grip angle red dot whatever i'm going to go be the first person to get a video of that so what is that company thinking there's going to be 16 people running at us before the doors open as soon as the doors open they're all going to want an interview we're going to get our three best people out there is that accomplishable? I don't know. You can go down the list and go most popular thing, third most popular thing, 16th most popular thing, thing that's most interesting in a in a some you know portion of the industry, something that's most interesting to just a few people, right? You can you can dial it in that way. Another option is to think of that time that you have at SHOT Show being valuable because of where it is. So that first moment you're in SHOT Show, you walk up to your most valuable player and you say, I'm here for you and I care about you and we've already talked, right? You're not doing that elevator speech. Instead, you're introducing yourself, you're giving them your contact. I'm gonna be here all week. When's the best time for us to talk? I'd really like to talk to somebody on Thursday when you're not tired yet, but you've been completely well rehearsed on what's going on. I can catch you at your most comfortable. It'll look like the most relaxed version of your speech. Can we talk on the best time of the day after lunch on Thursday, or is there a better time? So you want that sweet spot for you and you wanna go contact them on the first thing. If you're walking up to them on Friday, hey, you're my favorite place ever on Friday afternoon, right? Or you're my right. most favorite thing after every other thing I already did. Or you're, you know, so I'm saying, like prioritize how you're gonna talk to these folks, research them and decide who it is you wanna even talk to. Because mm-hmm. the newest thing might be the X, Y, Z, but what you wanna do with your channel is one, two, three over here, like, totally something different. So right. you, you've got this time, you've got all the time in the world. Um, My other thing is going to be follow up and I can 100% I've lived this and I've seen so many people and we were going to we were talking about cameras a little bit where you were gone. Uh, Mike had said something about waiting to get a good camera to go, which I can understand completely. You want to get decent equipment. I try to get Mm. decent when I'm there, too. However, you bring your decent equipment and you get all these pictures and the pictures are six months too late or the pictures are fuzzy or something's wrong with the pictures and you can't deliver. Now, did that camera really help you or did it just embarrass you in front of a bunch of people? So, you know, there's there's that you can get a surefire elevator speech. You can figure it all out. You can do research on other things. I was saying research, but I'll address this before I cut myself off here. When you research, I want to go to or X, Y, Z. Most of my tours have been targets of opportunity. Most of them, because we were on the road, literally driving around in a cop car, calling up places and saying, hey, we're driving around doing tours. Can we tour your place? And they would go. That sounds weird. No. Or they'd say that sounds awesome. Heck, yeah. Join us. Right. And it was just a target of opportunity type of thing. In 2010, I knew I was going to Salt Lake City for a show. And I said, well, if I'm going to be dragging me and I'm a cameraman to Salt Lake City and we're going to be doing all this effort anyway, we're definitely gonna check every gun shop in town. So we're gonna be there for two extra days. And if I'm gonna be there for that three day window, who can I talk to? And I called S- Silencer Co., I called North American Arms. I called a couple other places and North American Arms and Silencer Co. both you know, were super nice and gave us tours of their place. Got to meet them and hang out with them. So sure. you can decide you live in an area. I wanna go visit the places in my area. And you know, SHOT Show is a way to say I'm in the industry, see us, we're in Florida together and we're talking to each other in Nevada. That's how into the industry I am. Can, when we get back home, can I tour your place? That's a mm-hmm. lot different than walking in and saying, you don't know me, but can I tour your place? Yeah. Right. So, so what do you wanna build your channel? Do you want these tours to coincide with a business trip you're gonna be on in, in February, right? Or is it like, hey, there's gun rights policy conferences coming up. We don't know when, so I'm just trying to plug them even though I don't know when they're gonna be because they haven't given mm-hmm. us a date of when their conference is gonna be. But you know, in XYZ city, and I'm going to be there for that because I'm industry. Can we arrange that I can come by and get a tour of your place? Or maybe you sponsor me on that trip. Maybe that's a little bit too much up front, but you know, you get to that. So, so research what's possible. If you find a place like we got into Barrett one time and they were like, what are you doing here? Like people don't get to come to tour Barrett. You know that like how did you get in the door and why do I have to tour you around was the questions we got. Right. Like we weren't allowed to take pictures. I'm, I'm allowed to talk about the fact that I was there, but I literally don't have one picture. It would have been a, like, I don't know if it's illegal, but they would have certainly been pissed if, you know, they probably right. persecuted us for posting a picture of the place. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Clover talking about. So there's times you can get, you can find out that places aren't accessible and what's the point of going there to say you've been there, but you find out a couple of places that are accessible and you want to get with them again. Hey, I'm going to be going to SHOT Show, blah, blah, blah. Can we talk about your shop before I get there? Or like, can you help me get ready for range day by coming out and recording at the thing? Like so many ways to, you've still got a month. Um, so figure out where it is that you wanna go and research. And if it's if we're talking about gear, I hate to act, it sounds like such a scam to talk about the gear. theres TE testing and evaluation. Companies that are interested in what people think about their product and aren't just putting out stuff that looks like some other popular product usually wanna get feedback. And they definitely right. want feedback from people that are able to offer, you know, to express themselves well with feedback, and that's typically people that review for a living. So it's not unusual to go there and get T equipment, or at least arrange for it. So if you're looking at it in that way, again, think about your channel. Like if you go in there and the, the low hanging targets are all you're going to go for, you're going to have a, a a channel full of the stuff near the register. You know, if you want to have a target a, a channel full of stuff in the this aisle or that aisle, then go address those people and don't just go with whatever's appro- you know able. Now, on your first trip, you might want to go with, you know, the stuff that's by the register, keychains and flashlights and stuff that, oh, you want to review it here? Take one. You know, there's stuff that you can definitely do that with at Chacho Show, and that can sometimes get you some boosts and stuff. But there's a danger of like, oh, this stuff is low-hanging, and I can just walk around gathering, and then you end up spending the whole show gathering little stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not no,
1: building, you have. Yeah. You're,
0: you're gathering little trinkets. You're gathering obligation. You're throwing away your time. You're throwing away your viewer's attention span on Trinkets and things you wanted to build the fancy aisle, you know, the aisle with this in it or that in it. And instead you swamped them with keychain dollar store stuff. And now they're like, Oh, I thought this was a different channel and they never come back again. So you, you helped yourself a little bit, but you hurt yourself and you don't even know it. So then let's talk about follow-up. You, you figured out what you want and where you want to go and who you want to work with. And I was talking about this with Mike too, you get that camera and you spend Mm -hmm. all that money on it. And then, it ends up that it doesn't pay off, right? So if you right. get a bunch of stuff and then you bring it all home and it's great, they're not, unless they're crazy, who are, and hopefully the people that are setting up at Shot Show are listening to these shows too. And we'll Nick Clover will, and I'll talk to you about that, that end of it or, you know, from the other side of the table. But if you're yeah. there, you know that you're spending uh, what uh, uh, Snob mentioned earlier, I think I still have it on the screen. He was told that a company spent a hundred thousand dollars getting to shot show and that's not even all their expenses and they tried to do it on the cheap so it's definitely a significant cost the part of that is they understand that they're going to be giving product and they're they're one of the reasons they're doing it is because they want to get in front of that 2500 media as, you know as efficiently as possible so it's not like it's outside this the realm but they're going to give out i don't know whatever the thing is you know if it's a ten dollar item with a forty percent markup they're going to be giving out a lot of them compared to a item with a 10% markup, something that costs them $270 to sell for $300, some kind of a loss situation. I mean, understand how business is done. And if somebody hits the market with something that they're only going to make money in their fifth year and you're asking them for a free thing, how many of those free things are they really giving out? Where do you stand on that? Are you going to be able to return on that? Now, you can be the smallest channel with a unique audience and return tenfold over some useless audience of useless people. And that's what they're going to be looking for. So when you when you get with people and you get stuff, you got to follow up on it. And if you don't follow up on it, you're killing yourself in like six different ways. You're killing the industry because that's someone who has less faith in what's going on in the whole system. You're killing your audience and you're killing your future. And then I guess you're killing your channel. And that's the why I don't go around saying, hey, go to Shotshow and collect a bunch of stuff because all you're doing, that's like cancer to the industry. That's just going around and ruining it. Yeah, that's, because it just it, that's, it's like a bunch of greedy kids coming in and grabbing stuff. If it's different, if you got a bunch of like homeless or people that are in need coming in and grabbing stuff, because now you're in, you know, they're giving them something that they need. They're going to go get on their feet and get back. And now you've got a better, stronger, right? If you just get a bunch of kids get tooth cancer or whatever, you know, tooth decay, that ain't helping nothing. You're just helping some dentists out. So I don't want to trivialize it, but that's sort of my. If you want to get with people, do some research ahead of time. If you want to get to places, make sure they're accessible and then get with them now so that your elevator speeches are on the phone ahead of time and in your emails ahead of time. And if you know we want to talk off air on specifics that if you want, but I don't like to give people every answer because then you're not doing it right. I just want to give you some directions. Um, Get with them ahead of time. So when you're there, you're meeting them for the first time. Figure out when is the best time for you and then ask them for that time and then follow up and remember this is all part of their reputation and your reputation they're remembering every little thing hopefully because they're spending a bunch of money on it and you know you you don't want to assume they're going to forget the little stuff and you want to assume that they're going to notice all the little they can't assume that they're going to notice all your little stuff so there's a lot to it and i think clover kind of mentioned it but don't be offended don't don't be concerned that they're going to be getting approached by a lot of people in a lot of different ways and people that have been doing it for years and people with big numbers that they hide behind and grab stuff from. Uh,
4: and that's, and that's what I'm, a, you know, and that's what I'm afraid of G-Webs when you were uh, mentioning about, you know, have, having a high quality camera, I'm like, okay, I spent, I spent this much, you know, on this beautiful high quality camera. Then I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to use it. I don't know how to, <laughs> you point. know, record, you know, recording certain things. I'm like, okay, like, you know, on, on my own channel, I'm 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 reviewing the guns that I that I like and that I have. I'm like, okay, is that something that people want to see? Do 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 they just want to see guns, or do they just want to see everything? Like everything inside of the shot show. Not not just not just guns, or if they want to see like some patches or different companies' products and everything. Me having this big old beautiful high quality camera, and then I don't know how to use it. And then you know that's that's really what I'm afraid
2: of. I'm like, okay, so that's something I got to think about. Well, the the beautiful thing with with you, in a way, SheFires is is uh, is elevated a little bit. SheFires is going to have, understandably, a little more handle on her demographic, you know, and everything with her viewership than you are, just simply because of the amount of content, oh, subs, time on the platform, all all those things matter, right? And mm. so, but there's some freedom. And that's kind of what I was getting at, you know, not that the subs you're at is not, uh, you, you shouldn't cherish the subs you got, but there's some freedom with being smaller is what I'm saying, because you're allowed to experiment. We should always, as gun tubers, experiment with things, right? Should we just shotgun approach, blast things all over the place? No. But, you know, if you're mostly into, you know, reviewing handguns, doesn't hurt to throw a bag in there or some iPro or, you know, like you were talking about, patches, something, right? Just to test the water because you don't know how your audience, your demographic, your people are going to necessarily react to that. And they, you may get good reception. And if you do, you're like, okay, I can, I can add a little more of this type of content You know, as time goes on and then you experiment with something else and you experiment with something else and then you start to get a better understanding of your demographic. Right. You can go into a shot show thinking, okay, I'm not just limited. My audience demographic is not just, you know, whatever it might be, age, race, you know, creed, sexual orientation. Those demographics all, you know, play a little bit of a role. But the demographics into what type of content that they're looking for or whatever. Right. And so you can go into a shot show and. Now it's not just handguns. You're like, oh, well, I can go check out the companies that make this and the companies that make that, and it kind of broadens that horizon. And then also, while you're in the show, Again, there's the experimental. There's the, oh, you know, I wonder what my audience would think about this, right? right? And then you have that conversation with that company that, hey, this is roughly the demographic. I have that with old thud and hunting and, you know, range toy type thing rather than tactical. And I'm like, you know, this is pretty cool. And I know you're like appealing to tactical and operators, but, you know, have you thought about the value for the pig hunting in this or something? It'd be interesting to see, right? And sometimes you can spark a relationship that way um to follow up on what what gweb said i I wrote four things down here real quick um with she fires first of all with the tours um even if you can't film it and take pictures tours have value um in my opinion because it gives you legitimate legitimate experience with seeing that operation and how it works which will give you better um faith I guess in the company or whatever with the products if it's a company you like and you see their operation and it's top-notch great equipment other things um, you could talk about that sort of thing Um, you're not showing pictures of this but you can say hey you know this company got the you know as you're reviewing that product from the company and go hey I've been on a factory tour and these guys have the most modern machinery you've ever seen and you can say that with confidence right you're not just repeating some talking points that you've heard right and that will show on video or on podcasts and stuff when you're talking about it. Um, Also, if you ever do interview them later on, things may come up from that tour, right? Um, That, you know, you can mention, again, you're not showing video of the process or or pictures of the process or anything like that, but it can give certain little talking points that are interesting. Um, The second one is when you're talking about the the first being the first, you was talking about that. Um, that will come with relationships and things that you build with companies you will eventually build relationships that don't get me wrong going in that as a first time you know shot show goer or whatever and wanting to be the first one to go get a video of this or video of that that's I, I'm not gonna discount that as as being cool in the mind of that creator I get it um, but if you would focus on the channel building, aspect of it, the audience and the demographic building and the relationships aspect of it. Eventually, the channels are going to come around and they're going to give you the opportunity to announce the release of the new product, to work with new things that haven't even hit the market yet for sale. Um, That's going to come um, with the talking about the follow up, right? Patience and persistence is one of the biggest things. We've talked about it before, but there's turnover in the industry. He, you know, The person you talk to lost their job. It's frustrating because now you got to f- figure out who took it over and all this other stuff. They have other shows and other things that they've got to go, they do, and they're at. So getting back to you promptly a lot of time is a problem. Imagine the amount of emails they get swapped with and they have to go through those. So sometimes it may be better to call or text and you kind of got to navigate that and figure it out. Um, but also part of the follow-up that, that a lot of people fall flat on, and I think that it hurts them it hurts them long-term with companies is showing their work. So anytime I throw out some content um, and I don't necessarily upload a video and immediately turn around and send an email to, you know, my contact or whatever. Right. But at least a few days or a week later or something, I'll send an email and go, Hey, just touching base, dropped a video, you know, about so-and-so just wanted to let you know. Right. Um, You can also tag the company. That's all of that is a no brainer. And then one of the things that I've done that companies seem to really like, and it's a part of my media kit. And we can kind of talk about media packets and stuff like that. I don't know that this is necessarily the show, but no, let's um, do a whole chat on
0: that. I didn't even think of that. There is
2: a, there is a link that I provide in my media kit. Only companies get it. It's not available to the general public. And it is a, it is a page built in my website where companies, uh, guests i've had on the podcast that sort of thing can go in and leave feedback on their experience uh from a professional standpoint in working with me they can go in and write a little blurb right and so what this does is companies when i send them my media packet um i'm not name dropping any particular companies i'm not going in or whatever establishing giving my elevator speech and then going oh i've worked with this company and i've worked with that company but it's something that's there. It's subtle. And it's like, hey, if you're, you know, I understand the reservations that some companies have with, you know, just with working with, with gun tubers. I get it with influencers or whatever you want. To, I mean, who knows what you even call us nowadays. Um, and, you know, this is a, you know, this is a part of the media packet where, you know, you can get some some honest feedback on, you know, with people I've worked with in the past to kind of get an idea of what to expect if we enter into that. And Chris made it in. So, what's up, Chris?
3: How hey,
1: much. How are you?
3: Good. Good to see you. What's
5: going on, Chris? Not much. Well, at least I guess my audio is working. You guys can hear me, so.
2: Oh, yeah, it's yeah, clear, buddy. Good deal. good deal. So we want to give. We want to let you. Got any questions, Chris? Since you, you know, you jumped in here. I know you were busy working or whatever. Is there anything we can?
1: To cover for um, you
2: anything you've been pondering
5: no i've kind of done a little bit of legwork already i've got a hold of uh a lot of the companies that have already you know kind of sponsored the channel and mm-hmm. have been with me from the get-go and um so i've got some interviews set up with with the sponsors that i already have and um I, You know, it's my first time, so I I can sit here all day, I guess, and talk about what I think I'm going to do when I get there. But um, right now, I guess I'm just going to kind of hit the ground running like I did when I got to Wanamaker and, you know, see how it goes. And um, at least I got a good uh, support group around me if I, you know, got questions and I need help with something.
0: So, yep. Um, well, I'm going to say let's – Take that because that's a whole different angle of going. And you brought up a couple of points there. Having pre scheduled like situation. And then I can't think of the second one, but I wanted to take a second and just uh give She Fires a chance to actually respond because you had asked the question Clover answered, then I interrupted and well, answered so time. So I don't know if we I know She
2: Fires. Yeah.
0: But, uh, <laughs> Nope. First of all, you know, if there's any follow ups or anything we can add to those and then if we hit them and then uh, I think you had that other one in the thing. We'll
1: hit that one, too.
3: No, no. What Chris, I, just to piggyback even what Chris was talking about, like what I learned from what you both shared was to do some homework on the companies and identify specifically the products that I'm interested in so that when I have that conversation in person. If they ask me any probing questions, I will be armed with the information. Um, and there are a couple companies that I can email in advance now. So I'm going to take that on, Chris, stealing that from you. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit. I think that's a great idea. Um, at least maybe they'll remember the names. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of remember. I, I don't know if the same company, the same person that gets the emails, it's the same that's going to be there, but I don't think it hurts. So I've learned a lot and I've got homework and the guys, the, the folks have been answering my questions in the chat. Ghost has been very helpful.
0: Right on. And, Appreciate you guys. And, yeah, no worries. Um, thanks for jumping in because otherwise it's just me and clover blowblayton, I think you said, blowblayton, how the word goes. Um, and we're good Millsap- Yeah, exactly. That's why it's good to have somebody actually help us chop it up. Uh, serp says, uh, earlier, I went last year and it was my first last year. So excited to see how this year differs from last year. Uh, Obviously y'all are in the same situation that, you know, you're going to see it for the first time. Now Millsurp doesn't know it, but he went in a very unique year. So he's definitely going to see a change and it was a peak, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Like it was, it was a curve. It was a turn and it, physically because of the new building, dynamically because of the situation in the world and everything, and then the industry and politics and everything just kind of lined up to such a way where people drew line. We see things like giant companies deciding not to participate. Like I think SIG even said, no, we're not going, we don't need chat show anymore. So you've got that kind of pettiness. You know, people complain about clicks industry at the top level has clicks, so we're, we're dealing with a change in SHOT Show. It's not for the better or worse. That's why I don't want to say it's a peak and it's going down or imply that it's, you know, it's just a left turn or a right turn, but it's, it's definitely a change. Um, and, you know, it'll, it'll, so you'll definitely see a change and everyone who's going for the first year, keep that in mind. You're seeing a, a you're seeing a SHOT Show in flux, an industry in flux and a community. So we have a, the, sh- the shooting industry, the technical guns and materials and infrastructures and su- supply chains and uh, gun shops, FFLs, and the, the things that deal with all the compliance with industry regulations, the people that deal with the, su- the scarcities and, and fluctuations in materials and material costs and material availabilities, and then obviously all the social pressures and stuff, and then the end users the shooters themselves the gun users you know we've changed we continue to change really what happens is the world changes and americans own guns and it's just always been that way it's just that now people have enough cameras to see that and understand it and then there's people that can um you know the championing the uh exploration of that but you know everything's changing so everybody that's going to shot show welcome to 2023 you know it's a different Shot show that's ever been. So that's a great point, and uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's one of the reasons we're doing this show is because as many people can be involved in the big picture, yeah. the more fun it's going to be for everybody. Because we're we're not living in in boring times right
2: now. It's it's going to be interesting to put together an after action, after twenty three, uh, potentially with some people that's first year was twenty two. Um, I think that could be that could be an interesting conversation for sure. Because you know that they experienced for the first time experiencing the shot show, experienced something that was just wildly different. I mean, I can't even imagine everything that was going on in your mind, G. Because you know, me with only going four or five years, it was just it was crazy in a good way, but crazy. You, yeah, we didn't even get to talk about some of this. I see
0: giant patterns, right? Like big patterns. Let's talk about like going from film cameras, to digital cameras, to video cameras, to live streaming, like those kind of changes. And the people that there's, I'm gonna call them exploiters. And if they get offended, I don't care If everybody else. is just the people that I don't appreciate in the industry and in the community that exploit the easy angles or the, um, that do the easy stuff. And like I was talking about with the kids in the candy shop, if a bunch of kids run in and steal all the candy, there's no good to society. If a bunch of people are in need and you clear out a store to help those people and then let the store, you know, get back, you know, get back from the community, you know, that's a different situation. And I don't know, it's a bad analogy there, but uh, there's people that just come along, see how to exploit. You know, there's there's lots of industries out there. Let's just pick for random the beanbag industry, or let's just pick for random, you know, like uh, selling cars or something. So people are selling cars and they suck at it and there's lots of other competition in selling cars or they're selling beanbags or whatever and they suck at it and then they're stealing logos or something and they get caught and they can't sell their, their stolen logos anymore. So then they look for another industry and they go to an industry full of people who have an interest in the foundational uh, traditions and the foundational like stuff that makes the Second Amendment, right. what the Second Amendment protects. What it's protecting is the stuff that people are interested in guns are all about, right? So we're over here for a long time on the internet, just minding our business, enjoying each other's stuff and each other's skills and learning and exploring, and every once in a while bickering, but for the most part minding our business. And then we started to get infiltrated in about 2011 with all these people who had failed in other internet businesses and looked around and how to exploit other internet or how to exploit other areas of the community or other areas of industry. And once they found that gun owners were dumb, and it was fairly easy to use the same recipes that you use on gamers, on YouTube, on gun YouTube, we saw a change. And now you saw a difference. And what happens is an industry who's like, do-do-do-do, you know, we're minding our business. We're kind of scared of cameras. Now we're super scared of digital cameras. And now all of a sudden there's video Or we're super scared. But it's okay because we've heard of this thing called subscriptions and views. Oh, you've got a billion views. Oh, I can't even imagine how much money I'm going to make. And then it takes a couple of years before you figure out that a million views doesn't mean make a sale necessarily. Because if those million views are in a country that they can't export to, then that's a lot of money wasted getting those million views to. Right. So you've got a lot of stuff happening and then you got a repercussion from that. Oh, I'll, we're never going to talk to anybody on YouTube. And then they figure out, OK, you got people like Clover and Ghost being normal and not exploiting everything. So. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there and i don't even know where i started this whole thing anymore because i started ranting about shot but uh there's things i guess i was looking at big picture stuff and these big picture things last, last year how do i say it imagine if you're sitting there in a little boat and you're looking at like one of them big what are those things called glaciers and they fall into the water every once in a while imagine some of the wastest of time people that we should have never been catering to we're like that snow falling off into the ocean and hopefully they can never climb back up there anymore because there's certain things that you can't exploit anymore. Once there's nothing there for you to exploit, once the awareness is there, you can't exploit new gun owners. Once they've been around that block before they're not falling for your business anymore. So what we saw last year was a bunch of fare the wells and a bunch of all ride alongs, or I don't know what to call them, but exploiters who didn't show up and what we're going to have left is like Like if you sheared a sheep or something like is, or if you gave a dog a haircut, I don't know how to explain it, but like if you took a burden off of something and you let it run around again, that's what we're going to see. That's what we saw this year at SHOT Show. It's like if you took a bunch of the burden off of it and you let SHOT Show run around again, and it's not a baby, but it still got muscle and it's running around. And then this next year, it's going to be a bunch of people trying to throw saddles on that thing, and it ain't
2: going to be falling for that no more. I think what's one thing that was funny about 22 is all the buzz i mean after the first couple of days there was buzz all over the place how awesome you know shot show was oh my god and some of the people that you're talking about just happened to show up the last day or a couple of days or whatever right i mean they hopped a flight and got out there i, th- I thought that was kind of interesting but you know to the larger point um i do know that she fires has been um has been paying attention and involved in kind of the YouTube ecosphere and creator sphere at large, which is a really great thing. I mean, that goes a long way to understanding YouTube, understanding content creation, understanding your craft, but it also goes a long way, I think, and I'll let her speak here uh, from her experience on it, but from mine anyway, with understanding exactly what you're talking about. There's a lot of big YouTube helper gurus that are, more or less predatory. They're catering to the lowest common denominator, and they kind of, um, perpetuate this stereotype. You get into those types of chats about, you know, just being a YouTube content creator. And there's so many channels that are absolutely clueless. All they care about is getting those views or all they care about is getting monetized or, you know, being the next million subscriber channel. And it's like, they're not focusing on the things that actually matter. Um, so that's a human condition, as you explained. I mean, they're going to move on to off-roading or quilts or whatever it might be to try to make a quick buck or do whatever. Um, but you know, being uh, being in the long haul, I think helps you because you see those cycles, uh, and it can help you uh, not shift to exploit, but at least anticipate, right, and shift to take advantage. Uh, you kind of. I guess, with accordance to what you're doing with your channel and, and your goals. You
0: know, when you're there as being valid, whoever it is I'm talking to, right? If you're there going there to be valid, you're an option. You're an opportunity for everybody at Chacho Show who's looking for valid. Because if nobody shows up that's valid, they have to go with the exploiters. There's no other option. Some of them will get conned into it, but some of them just didn't have a choice. It was all that was standing in front of them.
3: If I can say to that, too, um, thank you, Clover Tech. Um, Learning the YouTube way has been really helpful. It is (laughs) there's a lot out there. So trying to figure out which is the right path for your channel has been a challenge. But making my way, I think it just comes over time. It slowly starts to like you start to get a little bit of traction and moving slow and intentionally and being in the right spaces that support what you're trying to do. Um, and then on top of that, knowing the two A way and make sure you stay in your lane so you don't get in trouble. And I know CleverText ha- has helped me more than once in this area. So um, it's just it's YouTube, and then it's also two A um, at a whole nother level. And it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's, your,
2: definitely your, fun. Your
0: channel, its like your traffic. Sometimes, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a hassle. Sorry, I you talked over you, Mike.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, g webs I was saying, um, uh, she fires. Hey, your
2: your channel is doing great, so you know. I appreciate that.
4: No problem. No problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got to enjoy. You got to enjoy doing it at least to some extent, some of the time. And, and everybody has burnout, and you know that's why you know g webs jokes. Other people joke that have you know alternate channels and little side projects and different things, but those are to take a break. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's just like, I got to walk away. I got to take a break. I got to, you know, I love the the bread and butter. The primary is, you know, the farms, the two way, you know, and more importantly, the the community and the people within uh, and the companies and the industry. Um, right. Well, let me interrupt and but-
0: can have a contrary to
2: that you need a second channel
0: if you're going to shot show come on get a second channel it needs to be travel food something lifestyle whatever but it needs to be something you're comfortable able to do because that's for your channel that's going to make money and everything you learn that's just plain old youtube strategy use it on your other channel learn your youtube over there you're a content creator that means you got to pay attention and i'm going to give she Fire some crap right now There's 2A and there's guns. So everybody's mission things up here. And missions are important just so that when we're talking to each other, we know what we're talking about is all. So one of the ones I've noticed a lot is EDC and CCW. EDC is like your pens and your knives and your wallets and your keys and your watches. And it's all the stuff that's friendly. And that's important because you can have a channel about EDC and that can never touch guns and that can make money on YouTube, real money. And now when you go to SHOT Show and you're talking to people about watches and keychains, and all that dollar store stuff near the register, boom, it's all on a channel that's making money, and those people are going to be there. There's there's knife people at SHOT Show. They could care less about the guns. They're going to make a lot of money talking about knives at SHOT Show, so have another channel, and that's where you can put all that other stuff, so anyways, getting into the differentiations, right? Like, EDC is that stuff. CCW is whatever gun you're carrying around. Now, CCW happens to be the permit in some states, and other states call it a LPC or something else. But CCW is just kind of generally what most of the country probably because the first states to institute it called it concealed weapons, concealed carried weapons permits. But um, for whatever reason, I usually try to think of CCW as the guns, just as a content creator, so that you keep it over on your gun channel and then EDC over on your other channel. That way, when there's robots and spiders are trying to figure out your channel, you're not screwing with them. You're making it real easy for them. My EDC stuff is safe for making money. And the gun stuff is safe for having fun with guns that's not making money on YouTube, but they need to be separated at the moment on YouTube, not on every platform. But getting back to guns and 2A, yeah, guns, the gun community is giant, and it's growing, and it's a big thing. The 2A community is a subset of it. It's really tiny. It's still growing, but it's tiny, and it sits around festering, and it doesn't grow anywhere near as fast as it could. And I just like to always bring up, there is a difference. 2A would be the stuff that the Second Amendment protects, and that's all the... Institution, the tradition, the rights, and the that kind of stuff, and then the guns—you know—is the guns. Everything else, I always make that because I don't consider myself guns so much anymore. I mean, yeah, I hang out with guns and stuff, and I know guns, but the guns I like are getting old, and people don't like them anymore. Uh, the new stuff, I don't pay attention to, so I don't think it'd be correct to call my channel a gun channel anymore, as much as the two A thing. And it's just a here and there, but um I was also gonna. What was Clover's point a second ago about that you just made? I
4: think Thank I goodness. think he said he was going to step back. Uh, he he had left a message on the. Uh, oh
0: oh shoot! Yeah. Um, we <clears throat> we start going to hit uh, Chief Fire's question here, but now what was Clover talking about just a second ago? His point was. Oh, well, first I'm going to take a second and talk about g23 as well as somebody's helping me remember what clover was what i was interrupting clover to contradict him about um g23 is saying though that he's got a channel a chat starting at the top of the hour in oregon and he is at the hearing for 114 the horrible gun stuff that's happening in oregon right now he's there and he's going to be live streaming and his will be starting in 30 minutes i'm not guaranteeing we're going to be done by then that's what we're shooting for Pun intended, and I do have a link that's going to send everybody over or recommend his show. But uh, here's a link to it. In the meantime, if you want to go, uh, give him a thumbs up and uh, get ready to watch the hearings over there. Uh, this is G23's, and I'm only dropping this. On, well, I guess he's not in here. I'm only dropping pretty it on the Wolf Channel.
4: It's pretty much it's pretty much going to happen uh, in my city as well because they're they're trying to they're trying to do the same
0: thing. For sure. And then the, just, you know, without getting it into a 2A chat, right? Um, The stuff goes back and forth when you're playing a game, if somebody spikes and then somebody does something or somebody does something out of the bounds, what's the usual reaction? A a big force the other way. So as much tension and stress as everyone's trying to push on everybody for these reactions to the New York state rifle and pistol association versus Bruin decision, uh, let time play out. It's been very little time. What we're seeing is the pouty children getting upset, and when pouty children get upset, they get scolded. So wait for the scolding, and what you're going to see is a bunch of people saying, "Oh, look, it's scolding time, and we're going to get what's come, They're going to get what's coming to them, and you know, you're going the, the news cycle will never end." But uh, just trying to say, don't get too discouraged because it's not a done deal, and they're doing stuff that's so extreme that there's going to be consequences to. To balance it out and that's going to be the fun part because there's new people on the scene to to be here to experience all this clover what was the point i was interrupting you about that you were making at the end there and then i made a bunch of extra tangents on on ccw and edc and 2a and guns
2: yeah i don't remember probably the probably have to do with the people that that and no matter what you, and you, you alluded to it with the beanbag thing that, you know, there's people that are going to exploit. I think that's where I ended on anyway. It like, yeah, doesn't matter procedure. whether it's off-road I'll, or I'll whatever. I'll remember at
0: some point, I'll make a video about She's how it
2: But I did want to, we, we we glossed over Sheepire's question out there in the chat. So I did want oh, no, to. No, we never even of that. I'll
0: just go back to it. So, yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: Um, but, you know, just to read it for anybody that might be out there, uh, how do you move strategically throughout the floors? Uh, making sure you go to the uh, intended booze without getting distracted. Um, And it was, there was, I did, I don't know the answers, but I know that there was a lot of replies out there in the chat. And again, thanks. That's one of the awesome things about this format and the people out there that have been and done and and have some experience given their insight. Um, The first thing that I would say about this though, she fires is a distraction. There is a, there's good distraction and there's bad distraction. And so at every single turn of SHOT Show, there can be a distraction that's a good distraction. So, you know, I wanted to tread really softly on the word distracted, right? Because let's say you're at a booth, you got to get to another booth, but along the way you turn a corner and you see a product and you've never seen that product before. And you think, wow, that really fits, again, with my demographic, with the channel direction, with what we're doing. Um, You know, you need to be fluid, if you can at all, with time to stop, introduce yourself It was impromptu, that company was not on your list, whatever the case may be. Um, And and not just for the fact of, can I make a relationship with them? Ultimately, you know, we want to do that. But if that was something that has never really been on your radar, right. A, a certain product or whatever. And I don't know what example to give, but just some doodad that you're like, Oh, that's a everyday carry thing. Or that's a, it goes great with my particular handgun, the way I carry or the way I train on the range or whatever. Um, it, not, that it's necessarily about that product. But now that has put that product in your mind as a possibility. So as you navigate the rest of the floor on SHOT Show and there's another competing company with the same product, you know, maybe you're like, whoa, okay, well, I've already gotten interested. I know that product exists now. I see how it could apply. You know what I'm saying? And then so where, you know, you may turn a corner, you may see that it may not really go anywhere. You may get dismissed. But, you know, now, you know, that's a thing. And so you're kind of going to be looking out the corner of your eye, so to speak. Or maybe you even add that that product or some of those companies later at night when you're revamping things, uh, revamping your strategy. Um, I think that to get back to the, the strategy of it, and this is my thing. And again, obviously, with the distraction deal, I have fluidity with my strategy. but um, I will first go through the list of vendors, and I will lay out virtually pretty much every possible one um, that I want to go to their booth, see the products, have a conversation, so forth and so on. Right, and I'll lay those out in a booth number order. And once you get to Shot Show, you'll understand kind of why I do that, because there are aisles and rows, even though they aren't necessarily straight and, and other things, but um, you can, you can work it pretty quick if you've got, you know, four or five companies and all of those are within the 700 to 900 booth range. You can work those four or five pretty freaking quick. Um, if you've got them all there and you know, they're all in order as opposed to them being spread out. So, um, and then from there, I like to, I color code, but you know, you could letter code or do some other kind of things. And I narrow it down from there. Uh, I narrow it down to companies I've never spoken with before. Uh, I narrow it down to, uh, and then even companies I've never spoken to before companies I have spoken to before. And then companies that I have good relationships with. And then within those three categories, I break it down even further, right? Like, uh, am I seeking a sponsorship? Uh, am I just going to look at product? Am I concerned with just getting initial contact? Because maybe that's falling apart for whatever reason. Um, and that's kind of kind of how I lay everything out. Um, that gets things get checked off the checked off the list. You know, at the at the end of every day, usually at night is when I do that. Um, things get checked off the list. Things get added to the list during the day. Again, getting back to the distractions. Maybe I don't have time, but I'm like, hey, I'm gonna come back tomorrow or whatever, right? And and talk to you guys. You know, appreciate the minute you gave me here. Uh, I'll, I'll be back for sure. Right. And then I'll put them on the list and maybe go back when I got a little more time the next day, if that's the case. Um, But yeah, every night that, that modifies and that changes. And you, you'll know what I'm, what I mean. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to know without experiencing it, if I can speak. Um, But yeah, you got to have that amount of, of fluidity. And that's why I first started answering this question that way you got to have some fluidity uh, to be able to accept those very welcomed distractions because shot show G web said it earlier I think that shot show is full of opportunity uh, and a lot of times it hits you when you and most of the time I think it's going to hit you when you least expect it
0: we chat a lot we talk a lot so if anybody wants to talk
2: <laughs> specified yeah. to break in there needs to That's be like, a slap so-and-so upside the head button i think there needs right?
0: to be like a like a thumbs up or like a hands up or like a you know right. let me you know like because they, they used to do that in hangouts i think you could put up a thing that would be like oh you want to say something so that you know because anyway so feel free if y'all aren't familiar with our chats we've been chatting for way too long i started doing chats in 11 these live things so this is I'm super comfortable and I do not care about the boarding house reach. If you want to just say something, interrupt us and say something.' Hey, and that's some, are- that's
4: some really that's some really great information that y'all you know put out there. I mean you know, I'm glad I'm glad I came on the panel just to you know learn even though if I'm not going. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt to still learn. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm not gonna go this next uh, this year, but you know I'm gonna definitely go go next year. That way I can give myself a year and more time to just think about them, like, okay, let me get the let me get a camera, let me get my YouTube thing straightened out, this, that, and the other, and let me try to adjust. So it's some it's some very good information that y'all put out there. So
1: yeah. Well, for you it's too.
0: just like if you were going to go into a competition like hey i'd like to shoot the shooting sport well first you got to get the gun then you got to learn how to use the gun then you yeah, get right. proficient with it and then you join the club and then you start shooting and then you start getting good or not right but yeah it takes a little progression so that's well actually shot is a good thing for somebody to shoot for right because it's a one mm-hmm. a and it's big Shut
2: up like Clover time. Well, well, I'm just saying we've had the conversation on these shows before, but yeah, I mean the first thing uh, when when uh, Mike come on, you know, mentioned it, but first thing is making the decision, that the solid decision that I'm going right. Period in the sentence. Right. Um, and then once you do that, you know, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you talk about your channel, but you know, you got to worry about your time off work. You got to be able to worry about getting money put back. How do I fund it to be able to, you know, get out there and do things. You know, there's a there's a lot of things, and and I get it. I mean, technically, could you go in 23? Technically, at this point, yeah, got till Friday to register. You probably make it happen. Uh, We're going to talk know, about probably,
0: another way here in some you know, of the questions. Probably too. do
2: probably do a lot of different things financially, and maybe you can get off work and this, that, and the other. Uh, but. You know, you've got a lot more prep time, I guess. If you're talking and
0: is it about worth the wonderful. investment? You know, depending this on how much true. you're making it work and how yeah. much it's going to cost. You know, if right. you're going to go in debt to go, well, man, it's probably not worth going unless you're going to catch like a lottery type of winning. But if you, it's no big deal to go, and you can, right. You know what I'm saying? That's a different. Everybody's different.
2: Well, and is, like is a, it worth the investment with your channel where it is now? I think is a valid question to ask too, right? Yeah. Um Like, is your channel? you know, structured in a way like, you know, you know, are you, are you serious enough? Do you have direction? Do you have, I mean, I've pretty much known, you know, what direction I wanted to go with my channel that didn't given time from day one. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But unlike most people, um, you know, or I say day one, I'm certainly before ever with shot show for the first time. Um, but very quickly I got into learning the nuances and everything else of YouTube and a lot of other things to be able to help me figure out those directions and look at my analytics and kind of tell where things were going and and that sort of stuff. So it just gives you more time. And I think that – I think there's some validity to that. I think, you know, could could you go in 23? Yes. Um, Would it be as good of a return on investment as waiting to 24? Um, Probably not. Probably not. And
0: I'll oh, go, oh. no, go, go ahead. You webs. Well, I was just, I never really answered. She fires this question here. So how do you move strategically throughout the floors, making sure you go to the intended booths without getting distracted? So it's a giant show, have realistic expectations. Hopefully everything we're offering here, even though it's semi chaotic and definitely not structured, and there's a lot of it, is an indication of how SHOT Show is. There's a lot of it. it's not structured, it's chaotic. So have realistic expectations. Ex- expectations of it you're going to let's say on the best possible scenario the best person who knows what's going on is going to get five things accomplished each day 20 things accomplished at SHOT Show I mean I think that's you'd have to be a robot almost to be able to do 20 things at SHOT Show and then maybe 25 if you went to media day at that same rate Um, realistically though a regular person it's maybe more like two things a day one thing a day if you're not trying to go nuts and you don't have to have return on this like if you need this trip to pay for itself that's a different situation then it'd be cool if it pays for itself versus I don't care if it pays for itself I'm I'm investing in my future of my channel and my abilities and my skills and my relationships. And this is not something that I've got to get return on the investment. I guess well, also
2: about real about. quickly to interrupt, but how quickly it pays for itself,
0: right? That's a great point. Yeah. 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 And right. Yeah. So all of that can apply and all of them are valid. I don't care what anybody tells you, you're allowed to be a capitalist in capitalism. So people that ain't capitalist can't, can't yell at you about being a capitalist or shame you out of being a capitalist. You're allowed to go to SHOT Show and make money. There's people at SHOT Show making millions of dollars and these people buy their tickets. And then they'll shame me who's an individual trying to go and make could deal with a you know, a small company. Um, so realistic expectation. So move strategically throughout the floors. My, my approach would be with the idea that all the stuff Clover said is very specific. Mine is
1: big picture. It's happening in Harney County.
0: Oh, snap. Hold on. So I'm muting him, but G23 is going live now with his uh, coverage of the, uh, hearing for measure 114 in that county in Oregon. So thanks again for that. Uh, We're dropping a link to that again. So if you want to ditch this, even though it's live, feel free because that's actual 2A stuff happening. G23 hosts a live format show every weekend. He's not growing as a channel. He's not getting all kinds of funding through his uh, efforts or any kind of giant collaborations or anything. He's just doing it because he's part, you know, he values his his participation in this thing and I appreciate him very much. So he's over there doing that. That's real life stuff right now. Uh, we're going to keep going cause we've got everybody here, but uh, sorry, that interrupted me as I was saying about Clover talking about, Oh, I was talking about moving around and having realistic expectations. And then I was about to say, since she fires asked the question uh are you good at going you, i don't know if you live in a city or what like are you okay with like directions if somebody says go go to the fourth floor on the third building to the left like or do you need it like an address and then a gps to take you there kind of thing yes i'm fine with
3: that i believe okay so
0: if you're okay with getting yourself oriented in in like a business or like in a big situation or like in a parks, I'm trying to think of like city things and people are like, oh, it's that blue building and you know how to get yourself back to the blue building. Then I would take that first day and maybe even range day. My advice is get in the door at range day, book one way or the other and then book the other way. So you get in there and you can go north or south. You can go left or right. Decide. Go one way or the other and then go and then see how big it is and then go back. See how big it is. You'll have plenty of time. It'll wear you out but you'll see the expanse of it. That'll give you an idea of one sliver of how big it's going to be going to SHOT Show. So once you've done that path or something like that, to at least orient yourself. And there's a, a trick. If you're somebody who is cool, I will give you the trick for media day. You don't have to walk that whole thing, but something to that effect is the same thing I'm going to recommend for SHOT Show. Aside from the advice I offered before that your time is super valuable and those first moments are more valuable than your last moments at Chacho. Show, taking that aside, you are your first to visit and you're trying to get your brain accustomed to what all's going on. So if you're, some people are better at this than others, you know, spatial, figuring stuff out, orientation, that kind of thing. It's I can look at a map and I don't need to look at it anymore. And I know where I'm at and I know where North is and I'm done. some people ain't like that and they need to constantly be looking at the map or the app or whatever. And it needs to tell them, go left here. And they, you know, that kind of thing. So what I would say is plan on taking your first half day, at shot at least to just orientate, walk around, walk to the corners and, you know, I don't have to tell everybody how to do this, but essentially do some kind of a pattern to see the whole show. And if you need a, some more specific advice if you like this this direction then I can give you some strategies because it's it's not going to be it's everyone has to do this i mentioned it taking a turn we have a new building and the, the 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 way that the patterns of that new building have yet to be determined because it's such a new thing so there is no way to experience shot and all of us including myself are having to orient ourselves with the new shot each year so that's a piece And a lot of people are gonna ignore that and let that happen, or since they're not gonna, they don't look for that facet, I don't wanna say value, but you know, that's not a thing that they're prioritizing, I guess. You know, that'll come on the third day. And once, if they're satisfied by the end that they know where everything is, then in those final minutes when they need to run to stuff, they know where to run to. But in the beginning, if you only need to know where one booth is, some people I can see that strategy. But my, my answer to that would be, How to learn how to get around is by getting yourself orientated first and then the rest of the show you can go up to somebody who knows what's going on and they can say near the fn booth in the big building oh okay or you know downstairs next to the food court on the left or on the the west okay you know and then that just takes that out of there or not and some people you know again i'm talking to she but everybody who's hearing this has a different ability or interest in prioritizing that so the, the way to figure it out is, they sh- I don't know why they don't do this and they don't listen to us, paint each wall a different color, for crying out loud. Is it going to kill you to have one color wall or each wall a different color, like the major north, south, east, and west different colors? I mean, what could possibly happen in that building where that is a bad thing? Like, I can't imagine. They just don't paint the walls. So if they painted the walls, it would make it a lot easier to orientate. But you've seen pictures of this place. There's going to be buildings set up inside of this giant room. And you can, just like any city, once you see the tallest building or the two tallest buildings or the the building that's all orange or something or where the Glock booth is, everything starts to fall in place. And once it's like the constellations, once you know where Glock is and where Smith and Wesson is, then everything else is to the left or right of that or in front of it or behind it. And then you got a third thing to triangulate and you're done. you got the whole shot. And then you have to do that for each major room. So there's the giant room, there's the law enforcement rooms, and then there's the basement, and then there's the new room and the two or three adjacent rooms there so once you've got the basic layout and you've got yourself orientated in each room it's a lot easier to figure it all out now that being said ghost jumped in he's been there before smeggy's been there before even though you're not supposed to be in here welcome to both and then clover's been there before i don't need the word prioritizing because i don't want to say like value i don't know what the right word is but do you guys prioritize figuring out the layout if you were a new person would use that one out of 10, like super or 10 out of 10. Who cares if he two weeks after shot show
2: knowledge? I mean, like the first day, day and a half, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get lost. You're going to get frustrated. That's just part of it. You have to realize that's going to happen. The best thing that I do is like in the main floor, I'll find a booth. Like if there's an entrance or an exit that I typically go out of, I'll try to find a a booth that's a big one, like a Smith & Wesson or or Glock or
4: or something that's by that exit and say, okay, all I got to do is look up in the Raptors for the Smith &
2: Wesson banners. And if I can get there, then I know where I am. So I kind of use like different parts of the rooms and find a booth. Once I get there, I kind of know where I'm going. That's kind of what I do. The the strategy that I used was a lot more just bounce off the walls. So as much as you guys are giving out good advice, um, I went the opposite direction and
1: I just kind of wandered. I also didn't have specific things I had to go see. So that's kind of a strategy too for the first day. It's just bounce around and see what happens. Uh, That might not be the best advice, but that's what I ended up doing. Because like I said, I didn't have specific goals in mind.
0: All right, so I'm going to move on because we've been two hours and she fires jumped away for a minute here. So Millsurp said, so both my father and I have been before and two that haven't been before. So I guess he's saying four people are going to miss that one. And so him and his dad have been there before and then two other folks that have not been. Let's see, plus he's been going to the other NRA conventions for years. Um, there are a lot of, I don't know if this is the same. No, this is way later so as far as that one goes there's two kind of a couple of points in there now okay ghost jumped out i'm scolding him in the back because i don't think this is uh i think i wanted to do a chat with everybody who's been there before separately because we're going to talk about things that are not that's just saying stuff in front of new people i wanted to do this one for new people um smeg has only been there once um so if you want to stick around i guess like i say the room can hold 12 but just i don't want to make it so much like fire hose that nobody can uh we can't remember anything or that it just becomes you know an orchestra instead of a coaching um but I, I also don't need to mansplain i mean if i'm wrong i'll shut up and i'll invite everybody back in the, the link is out there um Because we are going to do one with everybody. And that's that I figure it'll be more of a like, let's just talk about our experiences type of thing. Anyhow, so Millsurp is saying about how his dad and I have been before. Now, Clover, you guys had, you talked about bringing Banshee for his first time before. And then you talked about this time it's going to be. No, was it? No, Banshee was before. He's been there before. This time it'll be Mike's or uh, Budget's uh, first time. And you're taking yeah. him. No, sorry, not you. Different. Like, um, oh, okay. Uh, I think. And uh, as far as see, the thing is with going with people, it's 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 interesting to talk about. But unless you've got the somebody to that you've got a relationship or you're interested enough in sharing a house with, it's not really uh, an option, right? That's kind of a specific option. Is that the way to say it? Like you guys all know each other from the Gun Channels days, and you've
2: got to mesh a little bit. We've we've talked about that before. I think maybe last week or something when we were talking about cost. But I mean, cost you know sharing or splitting stuff. You definitely there's a certain amount of meshing that has to go on. I mean, your content doesn't have to be the same. You know, it really doesn't have a lot to do with that. But um, you've got to be able to get along. You got to kind of have similar work ethics, things like that, right? But, but yes, yeah, so last year, so last year was rogues first. This
0: year will be budgets first. So there is that. And I guess I'll just throw that out there. If you're looking to save money, let's put it that way. If you're looking to save money or if you're looking to coach or be coached, think about that. And you don't have to necessarily know somebody ahead of time. There's plenty of situations where people, what's that called? Like just room together uh, on a, an adventure or a trip or something. You could be at a travel, a training event. You could be at a, um, some kind of, uh, Disneyland or something. And you just, you know, figure out a way to share expenses. I mean, when we went to, uh, Wanamaker that time, the big time, a bunch of people just knew that they wanted to go and kind of said, Hey, I'm a single and, uh, I'll share a room with somebody kind of thing. And everybody just kind of got matched up or whatever, pick partners type of thing. And they didn't necessarily know if they were going to be compatible as roommates or whatever. We're only talking about a few days and you're probably, Especially in something like Vegas, you got plenty of opportunities for other things to do, and more than likely, unless you're not interested or something not able, you got options almost all the time. In the before shot show stuff, during shot, of course, and then after the show, we've talked about some of the after events and stuff. So there's opportunity to not have to be what's the word like stuck with a roommate or something that you don't enjoy. But I think that's an element of it that we probably haven't addressed. And I guess I'm just mansplaining if no one's got any questions about it. But then the other side of it is go into the NRA conventions. Now it's too late now. I don't think anything, the only thing that happens between now and then is the sheep event in Reno. So I guess you could probably go to that. All the big gun shows are over. I might be wrong. There might be a big gun show in Florida or something. I don't know about that uh, she fires might be able to get to, but she's already attended some giant gun shows, had some experiences filming there. But I know that we've mentioned it before. I'll just, so that I'm not on a rant here, the idea of going to other conventions ahead of time?
2: Yeah, I think it helps if you have those opportunities, you know. Um, I think that at a certain point, and again, I jump back to Snob, and because he articulated this this to Chris really well, um, you know, I, you can regret not going to shot if your channel especially if your channel is at a certain point and you're in a position that you can you can't actually make it happen right uh i think there is some regret there um but again you get into that whole nuance of your channel i think has to be you know in the right spot and so you know maybe that's making an event beforehand um you know every event's going to be different. I mean the layout. You know obviously the layout, the city you're in, the attendance. You know there's things like that. But um, just the vibe, the way you get around, the way it's handled by not only the attendees but the exhibitors. Um, you know the the time of the year it happens. I mean Shot Show is right at the first of the year, uh, so it's not mixed up and muddled up. Uh, You know, as far as new releases for products and pushes um, of those products, because there's a new release, most of that happens, you know, around shot around the first of the year. So as you get later in the year, you get, um, you know, potentially less and less, let's just say search traffic on those things. So, um, you know, there can be a little bit of a downside, you know, to that. But, yeah, as far as the experience, experience, it it definitely helps. It gives, At least it gives you some semblance of of kind of what to expect. All right. And then going
0: forward, there's a lot of, he says, there's a lot of media that I saw last year that were filming with phones and good quality microphones and lights. You kind of talked about that in an earlier one. So uh, I think it was like the one we called gear, or at least one of the ones we attempted to call gear. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the one about. I was
4: uh, kind of, Kind of talking about with we tech about too
0: yep with uh microphones and stuff
4: yep and uh and high high quality cameras as well
0: um yeah like i say the cameras are going to be here's another thing just since we're talking about it again the higher the quality of the camera the more heavy it's going to be and more fancy it's going to be so there's more uh potential for it to get broke and then be expensive yeah. to fix and then a pain uh you can have two medium cameras often for the price of one really good one, and you can get like a decent one and a bad one for the price of a good one. Right. There's like some ways to to chop that up. You can get a couple mm-hmm. of junk ones for the price of it, and then you cannot spend any of that money and spend that money on something else uh for going with a phone. So there are options and there's different levels of it. And then um re- uh,
4: now re- now recently um I just, I just, um, I had purchased me a a a GoPro Hero 8. Now that's, now I heard that you know that's a good quality camera. That's why I had bought me one. So I ended up buying a, a GoPro Hero 8 that I use my videos, um, that I use on my content. So,
0: I have no idea. I'm not in the market for them, so I don't ever buy them. Oh, okay. like, I don't know anything about them. Other people can probably have a conversation about which ones. I'm just thinking about theoretically like having a nice one. A GoPro is a totally opposite of what I was thinking of. I was thinking big fancy SLR with stuff hanging off of it, and then it gets cumbersome. And, and then I was gonna say fragile, but then just the thing you got to carry around. And it's like, yeah, who said you leave in the bathroom or something? And it's like, ah, then you got to go run and find it. Um, but a I, GoPro, I mean, think it would be super easy. I think Snob's filmed with a GoPro, but I don't know if Clover ever has. Or do you guys I, Um, I've,
4: you? I've asked Chris, I've asked Chris about it, and he pretty much. Uh, put me on with the GoPro, so that's why I end up, you know, getting one, and it in It works really good. So, talking about, I mean, the,
0: use them. Yeah,
5: the GoPros are great for being outdoors. Now, once you get inside, they don't have a very wide, they don't have a big enough sensor to work Ooh. well indoors. Now, when you're outdoors, they're great cameras, especially right. they're rugged. I mean, that's you know, I've. Can't tell tell you how many competitions I've shot wearing a GoPro and I've never had to worry about it getting broke. But now once you get indoors with one, now you're gonna start suffering because you don't have a big enough sensor for the so it needs
0: some indoor more light. lighting. Yeah. Now Shot Show is pretty bright. So Clover, did you have a GoPro at shot over?
2: I don't think I've ever taken a GoPro to shot. Um, Do you know of anybody that did? But, but I'm not play. familiar. I'm not familiar with newer GoPros. I think past like the four or something. And mm-hmm. um, to me, GoPros annoy me because they're wide angle and they have that fisheye effect to them or what it, and it drives me insane. They're okay for like outdoors and B roll and range footage type stuff. Okay, but like for interview settings and things like that, they just drive me up absolutely up the wall. So I never use them for that.
0: Those are things to keep in mind. But you can also edit down and have them for B-roll. So for the range and stuff, like I can definitely see a GoPro. But again, I'm not a big camera guy. And the I guess I was just going to say there's you got to always balance. There's going to be good things and then there's going to be bad things. And I'm 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 always talking about the bad things here, but. Clover I think you mentioned there a minute ago or a minute ago that uh stuff can get stale if you if you take pictures of a backpack and go here's the backpack at shot show 2023 we're covering shot show 2023 and here's the booth and here's a part of the booth it's the backpack yeah that's going to have a perishable lifespan or whatever you'd say like at some point people are like oh I'm not I'm not caring about the news of the day anymore but if you do a thing where you're like hey I'm looking at a backpack for whatever for camping and I'm looking at a backpack that you might use for hunting and here it is we're at the booth in shot show 2023 and -and so-and-so is going to tell us about it and now you're going through and you're looking at that backpack that's a little different you got that other channel where you actually can make money because it doesn't touch guns YouTube's happy with it and you make actual views over there you know that's a different kind of video and in that realm if you take stills of something and get great stills. Well, you can't go to some most stores and get great stills of product because one, it's it's out of the box. Probably a hundred other people have touched it, and it looks all used already. Or it's just not conducive to you just using it as a showroom, where Shot Show often has backdrops and stuff that are stunning. So you know, or you know, they spend a lot of money and effort on have branding and everything. So I don't want to discourage someone taking a camera. You could go in there and, and, and just win the shot show by taking product images. And I'm sure people, there's, there's probably people we just don't talk to because they don't have any interest in talking to us about our cell phone, you know, GoPro lifestyles over here uh, when they're going in there with probably twenty thousand dollar SLRs and taking pictures that make them their, their paychecks for the rest of the year or potentially. So you know there is that potential. I don't want to discourage anybody who's got something that they're into, and I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm talking from experience going, not from experience diving into any of these realms to any extent other than surface. I would say.
1: Everyone,
4: everyone has their own has their own ways on how they want to do their channels or you know take pictures and use their. And every you know, channel equipment. that exists
0: came from somebody doing that. Yeah. Because there wasn't like there was a way to do it. And then they said, okay, now we need somebody to do it this way. And then somebody came in and applied for the job. Everybody just added their contribution and some of it was appreciated. And some of it had to be re- re- refined and some of it's still growing.
5: So while we're talking about filming, and I hope this question hasn't been asked, but as far as filming on range day, um, I kind of wanted to, because I know, you and Clover both obviously been to range day. So obviously if you're going up to shoot a gun, um, you're probably pretty limited on, I mean, we, you know, from videos I've watched, I know you're only going to get like 10 rounds or less to shoot through that gun. And in my situation, like I'll be good at shot show, as far as um, my son has a pass. So he's, he'll be there helping me film but he is not going to range day. So do you guys like throw, have your camera already on a tripod and you just kind of put it up before you shoot, or are you grabbing, say Clover's grabbing snob to film him while he shoots question. a gun?
2: That's a great question. So, um, ghost and I, and I know Ghost and some other folks. Um, and of course I have my wife as well. That'll be with me. um, have swapped out with filming. Um, And so that is a much better situation if you can pair up with somebody. Uh, and there will be, once you get to Range Day, there's going to be some people you can pair up with if you want to, right? Um, I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but obviously Budget, Rogue, you know, myself, Ghost, whoever. Um, that's the easiest, typically, uh, because you're not toting around a tripod, you're not having to try to get it set up and, and do other things. Um, so I think, I think it's my opinion. I think it's optimal um, if you can kind of help out and pair up and, and maybe you're not even, um, maybe you're not even uh, pairing up all day, but you know, if you happen to be in a booth in line with somebody, you just walk in there and, and take turns and swap out. Um, the other thing is I've given my phone to whoever the the company person was before and they'll film it, you know, because I'm just filming for B-roll there at Range Day. Um, I'm not filming like interview style stuff and, and all of that. Uh, for me, that's just not the, not the setting for that type of thing. Um, you know, I may, I may catch some, I may catch some audio, um, like, hey, tell me about this, right? And, you know, I'll, I'll clip the microphone on just for that. But I'm filming B-roll and stuff while they're, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw that over B-roll or whatever, while they're talking about that feature or whatever it might be. So um, it's very, to me, it's low quality production. I mean, when it comes out, it, it looks a lot better than I think it's going to almost every year. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity as well with uh with shot show and especially with shorts this year um you know to utilize that to crank out you know basically shorts all you can crank out shorts all week at shot show just from what you've got at range day so you're talking about you know two or three shorts potentially a day pretty easily uh you would have that and you would be putting out content during the week of shot right um And then if you were to film both ways, you know, vertical and and horizontal, um, you know, or maybe you can film horizontal and and crop it. I mean, whatever you I guess you you've got to do to to make it work both ways. But, um, yeah, I think I think tripod free, I think, probably the way to go, Um, you know, if you can partner up, buddy up and, and swing it for sure.
5: All right, thank you, clever. That's that's kind of what I was thinking, but I wanted to get your opinion. So yeah. appreciate that.
0: I would think I thought, about oh. I think about a selfie stick type of situation, or like a monopod that you can use, like on a you know to crank the camera on ninety degrees and hold it. If you're you know interested in doing that style or whatever, um, there's another option. If you're using a phone, I guess. or I guess any camera that has a flip around screen thing. Uh, People don't care whoever you're chatting with uh, range day. Here's how it's going to go. You're either going to meet somebody who's, you know, you're going to walk up to a booth and you're either going to get there early in the day or late in the day, right? So that's going to factor. You're going to talk to somebody in the booth and they're either a brand new employee or they've been there a million times and that's going to be a factor. So you go there early in the day and you meet somebody who's never been there before either. And now you're two newbies bumping into each other and who knows how that's going to happen. It might be great or it might be horrible, right? Who knows? You might get, uh, the old person who's been there a million times and they're going to basically coach you oh yeah do whatever you want guy here you go you know welcome to shot show or you're going to get uh some other version of that right so um that's my thing is that you're you might get somebody who's going to hold the thing for you you might have somebody around have them hold the selfie stick right here you're holding my selfie stick and make it look better or be prepared to not have anything, but definitely not a, can- a tripod. I can't imagine anybody who would give you the advice to bring a tripod other than somebody who's ta- who's watching it like me. I could take a tripod and do some things with a tripod because I'm trying to cover the event where if you're trying to cover an item on the event, it would be, I can't imagine anything more useless. Maybe bringing like a whole light rig on tripods would be the only more useless thing you could bring. Because it's just going to get in the way. No one's going to let you set it up. I can't imagine anybody even let you set it up anymore in 2023. Or if they did, they'd learn to not do that anymore. Sounds very complicated. It's just too crowded. It would be like going on a roller coaster and asking if I should bring, or asking to set up a tripod. Hey, can I set up my tripod in line for the roller coaster? And then everybody's just not there for that.
2: I don't know. I got a different opinion on that. I I think that they would, talking about the booth, I think they would allow it.
3: They'd they, it, I mean, probably. they
2: understand, but I, they're, I, they're it, certainly not going to like, like it. And the people waiting in line behind you are probably not going to like it. You're taking up even more time to, you know, even if it only takes you three or four minutes to set it up. But you got to realize you got to get the tripod out, and you got to, you know, you know. And I, the the times, ugh, I'm trying to think how many times I've been that I took a tripod. I know at least once. Oh, but, but you didn't even
0: use it, I bet. Well, I
2: did. Started. No, 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 no. I have before. I have before. Um, and what I would do though is, and I've used the tripod at other range events, uh, that don't have the brevity or the lines, of course, that, that that's got. But what I'm saying is I've, I've usually got my tripod out extended. All I've got to do really is set up and frame everything and hit go. Right. Um, and that takes very little time. So if you are going to use a tripod, I would say, do that i mean have your legs i mean all the way extended you know not not spread out you know most tripods you can extend the legs right um without spreading it out maybe not spread it out for for the sake of bumping into somebody or whatever and pay attention when it's spread out you're not poking somebody with your tripod but go ahead and have as much stuff ready to go as you can possibly have right um once you get up to that to that firing line that way you can drop the tripod swivel it around get your get your shot you know uh present the firearm a couple times make sure you're good you're within the frame you know and uh and go with it but it would not be optimal i would definitely agree with that
1: all right so, no no uh, go ahead i going go Oh, go ahead. Like i was saying, don't bother and If I'm, if you're interrupting me, just yeah,
0: keep talking. Ahead, because
4: otherwise, we'll talk all day. Go ahead. I was saying. Now I know where. Say like, if you want to get some footage of something like shooting, shooting a gun, or trying to get this, trying to get that, I know there's people out there are just gonna ignore you, or don't even want to pay no attention to you in general. They just only focusing on them or focusing on what they want to get and what they trying to record as well or even if they don't have no no camera or phones or whatever they just they, they'll just sit there and just ignore you.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. And it's it's not necessarily they're there like I'm going to go ignore people. They're just they're enjoying it and being overwhelmed and not realizing that they're getting in the way of four people as they're doing whatever they're doing and that's just you got to not be upset about that really. Oh Yeah, that's true. I was going to add to what clover said that you're going to experience everything bad about tripods from the europeans that'll be there doing everything we don't want to do with tripods so you'll see everything i've been like oh no it's a pain for this and that or everything everybody's been saying it would be a pain because the europeans will be there acting like oh no we spent a million dollars to get here so here's the thing we're going to spend 45 minutes shooting this thing five times Mm -hmm. the dumb gun that you can get in europe or whatever Yeah, you know i'm not even worried about the cool stuff and they're just super rude because of their weird culture over there So uh, you're going to experience every which way. And then you'll also, we haven't been talking about this enough. You're going to SHOT Show for your first time with 2,500 other media. Let's say that 500 of those media are brand new. So that means 2,000 of them. And we know that it's not 500 or brand new. It's way less than that. Mm -hmm. But some amount of them are brand new. That means the rest of that 2,500 have been there before. Uh, If you ever wanted to go to a how-to-do media at SHOT Show school, well, you're already there. You're in it. Right. We're trying to give you some advanced heads up. But when you're there at media day, you're learning from everybody you've ever seen before, because yeah. that's the only thing they're going to show up for that. You'll have to be in the same aisles well, and, with them. everything. And I else, have a chance you'll see somebody, you know, but at, at media day, you're going to see everybody you've ever seen before.
2: So there's there's people being in the way. Right. Well, if they're there. Um, I have I have very little patience for things like that and it aggravates my wife sometimes but everybody knows what i'm talking about you're in the grocery store you run in you got your list and there stands a man or a woman or whatever and they're pondering over you know what you need is in front of them and they're pondering over all the brands and can't make up their mind you know and they've got about three seconds to make up their mind before i walk up and go excuse me uh, I need to get this, and I don't do it in a rude voice or anything. You know, I'm nice about it, but excuse me, I just need to grab this real quick, you know, and grab it and go, right? And so, you know, if there's somebody um, that is in the way and they they look to be oblivious, you know, whatever, if they're doing something, obviously you got two people standing there having a conversation, you know, like, That's rude. Don't do that. But if somebody's just staring into space or, you know, standing in the wrong spot or they're in your frame or, you know, just ask them. Say, hey, I'm trying to film. Could you, you know, maybe step, take a step back or step to the side or, you know, whatever the case may be. And like I said, just just don't be rude or hateful about it, but let them know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Sometimes I fall into that where I'm just standing around staring into space and I don't mind it one bit when somebody calls me out on it.
0: I'm going to take a second because we're digging into this show, but I don't care. We can spend her all day if we want. I'm down with that. Um, Somebody, everybody's been offering she fires. I'm just going to stand up and mansplain for she fires. Uh, Every lady doesn't want to meet every other lady. And you're all going to have to learn that at some point. But just because you know a lady and she's a lady, doesn't mean they want to meet each other and hang out with each other. And it's good intentions, but every lady doesn't like to hang out with every other lady. Just like if they came up to you and said, I know another guy, and you're going to hang out together. You're going to go what now? So I understand there's good intentions there, but let everybody do their own thing. And somebody's not going to nece- new people aren't going to necessarily have the balls to get up and say that. So I'm going to explain that for everybody. And if I'm completely wrong, then tell me shut up. But I, I've gotten that feedback from it completely depends on
2: up. completely depends on how they line up on things. Believe for sure, it depends for sure. On you know, when we're talking about shot show companies and products that may line up, um, there there are some benefits to it. I don't know if you're speaking to what I said about my wife out there, but you know, my oh, wife. No, I'm just my, fr- about my wife is privy ob- to of offers. my wife is privy to information. It's not. It's not was not an issue of putting them together because they're girls. It's my wife is privy to information pertaining to females in the fire ministry and stuff. I'm not. So she can hear provide you. Hear you. Hear you. insight hear you. that way.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just going to miss this to all. Do but something. I agree
2: with you. Yeah. Women, there are it. plenty of women that do not get along in the fire ministry. I totally agree with but you in, on that. I, 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 I and it's, it's our, our tendency that.
0: to try to help. Yeah. And that's just what yeah. I'm saying. So and anyway, men, and
2: men too. It's not a gender thing, but you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, the ladies get it from each other. I'm sure. I've I'm just been, telling the guys because we can, we know how to talk to each other. So anyway um ghost was addressing your thing though one also thing one thing also if you're in a booth and not ready to record stay out of the way for the ones that are filming and that's an awesome thing too i was mentioning you know you're going to get a kind of a behind the scenes of what it's like to be a content creator so you can stand there for a minute and you're going to need to probably wait your turn for whatever unless you happen to be right there you know first So you're waiting your turn and there's somebody else up there filming. There's somebody asking a question. There's somebody doing a podcast. There's somebody writing notes for their blog or something. You're seeing everybody do their job. So you're able to watch and take notes of yourself, like how people do their thing, what equipment was working, what was comfortable, what seemed like it was not working. And uh, as far as tactics and strategies, Ghost has a great point about, sorry, that was my dog doing it. Um, The... uh, when you're pace yourself or get yourself like get your stuff figured out, when we were talking about learning how to work a camera before you go, go into one of these other shows to get prepared. You don't have time to go to any other large shows before now and then, but there's definitely have the option to go to a shooting range on any weekend when it's noisy and just film in the parking lot. You don't have to even do anything really, just go somewhere noisy and film and then go home and edit it and then be critical, get, get people's feedback on it and go repeat that process over and over. Cause that's really the best way. And once you've got your stuff down, now you can go there competently and pretty sure, you know, you're going to get staged and be ready, stand up there, get your stuff done. Okay. So that's answering the question about the tripod and kind of talking about the rhythm of doing these things, but in the bigger picture of your relationship with this person that you're either trying to do a review with or create a larger long-term relationship with, you know, those first impressions. So you walk up, you're clumsy and you never used your gear before. And now you've, you know, you're eventually leading up to let's work together. Well, that's what you started it with. Now you walk up and you're like, no problem. Let's take care of this. Click, click, click. They barely remember you were there, except that you were the one that seemed the most aware of their product or the most aware of what they were there for. You know, they, you made the best impression on them, but you didn't really, you weren't a nuisance. And then they see your video later and it's, well, it's good. You know it's not bad and they're like wow this person's a pro they came up and and got this and they got that out of it and they didn't take up any of my time like if I gotta just you know decide who I'm gonna be working with do I want to work with somebody that can just get it done or somebody that's figuring it out and I know that's a lot to lay on somebody their first time but uh, work towards that right like understand that there's more to it than just the filming of the stuff it's more than just your videos or your channel Uh, The big picture, you're laying down your bricks, your foundation, lay it out with the rooms you want, lay it out with the size you want. Even if it's a little big right now, um, you know, big uh, goals, have them, right? You can always adjust goals smaller. It's tougher to adjust them bigger. When It's frustrating to try to adjust them bigger when you can't. But if you get them too big and you got too many people beating down the door to work with you, that's a good place to be in. Yeah, that's very true. All right, so going back to the questions, G23, remember, he's over there watching the hearing for Measure 114 in Oregon, doing real Second Amendment work this morning. We've got a link out there on our channel and in the in the description of this video. Uh, but earlier, like an hour or something ago, he asked Ghost when he was in here, how many badges can you get as media? Or I think he just asked Ghost in the chat, actually. How many badges can you get as media? That's a good question. And media entity can bring more than one person in, like a television station or something, or some big cable TV show is gonna bring in a lighting person, a key person or whatever they're called, grips, and all the different roles that, you know, they're gonna have all those people with media access. And I guess I don't know as much about that level, but you can have a decent sized media group come in with, let's say, a dozen people. so to answer your question how many badges can you get one per individual and then your crew or your group can have a number of them depending on the size without getting into it it's not like it's not that i'm aware of it's no formula or anything it's just uh they don't like giving out hundreds of dollar passes for nothing so you kind of have to have a reason to have
2: them now of your crew is basically what it is so yeah
0: and there's ways you can do that so what they're not going to appreciate is somebody stacking a bunch of so-and-sos on their media badges they already have limited gun shops from bringing everybody in the crew now if it's a giant shop with multiple locations and they bring seven managers that's different than we're going to bring you know my one shop with a thousand square foot location is going to bring our two full-time employees and our four part-time employees like they've already asked people not to do that just because it clutters the aisles or there's like the well we're the shooting club at the shooting range so we're going to shot show well they've asked the gun ranges hey you can bring your range masters out and you can bring your facilities people out if you need because those have a reason to be here uh, maybe even if you had like a organize like a shooting club or something and the heads of those organizations could show up but When you start bringing out the shooters and you start bringing out, you know, every organization that's ever met at the club, then it gets to be, you know, we can't give, you know, even if they're, I don't, I think they pay a discounted rate, honestly, but I don't remember. But uh, so there is a limit and I don't know if it's, if it's uh, laid out, but they, I don't see too many people doing it. So I'm guessing that they, I don't know. It's a good question, though. And that's what I was going to say. You guys were talking about it earlier, and G23 asked, so can you get a badge for your camera person? So, in other words, could you attend Shot Show without having any kind of a channel at all and go to Shot Show for free with somebody else? Yeah, 100%. Yes, that can definitely happen. It has happened. And that's why they have accessory badges. Now, you're should be prepared to do something for that, right? Like, you know, unless the person is completely just taking advantage of the whole situation or whatever, hopefully you're doing something in return for that. So doing that, holding their camera form or whatever, you haven't done that. I've had camera people, guess what? I don't have camera people. <laughs> it's not a fun job. Nobody likes doing it. Nobody wants, go, wants to go to SHOT Show to do something for somebody else. There's a couple of people that'll do it. Most people don't wanna do it unless you're paying them. And I've, from my experience, you cannot pay them enough to go into Shot Show and do it. They're always going to want some more money because it's not worth it to them. Maybe somebody's mileage will vary, but uh, like say Shot Show isn't looking to have just everybody pile in. You know, like a drive-in movie thing where somebody drives in and alone with a car with a well, big trunk, and then eight people jump out of the trunk with their own food. Yeah.
2: So let's take let's take Chris's situation, right? Because he's got his son, which is essentially his camera person, right? Um, So, Chris has an established channel, um, and it's pretty well established that his son is the cameraman and a part of his crew, right? That's a much different situation than I've got a channel with just barely a thousand subscribers, which is not necessarily the threshold. I mean, they put it out there um, because, obviously, there are big podcasts and writers and other things that aren't on youtube at all but you know we're talking from a a gun tuber standpoint let's say you barely have a thousand and you know you want to bring your uh your two sons and your uncle and your nephew you know and your first cousin and you give all of them roles like g-rebs explained oh this is my editor this is my writer this is my cameraman this is my it's like that's going to look that's going to look shady right like they understand that you know smaller channel okay you know you've got somebody that holds a camera for you that helps you out right you might even have a couple of people it may be your wife and your son it may be whatever right and so they get that and so one of the most important things that we see is when you're talking about your crew and we're talking about being able to to validate things and, and getting people into shot show um is having those people having credentials in the in the form of credit in other words within the the description or your video or on your website or whatever the case may be it's you know it's got credit to. i'll use chris's example the picture of his son and it's got a little blurb there that you know he's the cameraman right and i mean that validates all of that it's not like a faceless person or just uh an empty uh what am i thinking um I'm thinking kind of like a uh, a blank check. It's not like a blank check situation where you just an get a badge and thing. you can it's hand it like to they anybody. Here's now, your, it's your pass. Yeah.
0: And here's your pass for your buddy, and it's just the buddy yeah. pass with no name on it. It's not like that. You now in, signs up and has a name on their badge.
2: Right now, in contrast, um, I did have a, a, an interesting situation with NRA, and I don't remember which year. Uh, in which you know my wife is billed basically as you know the photographer and the editor but she definitely helps with those things or has in the past um and so i had an issue with nra one time where uh some events transpired and wasn't really sure if she was going to be able to make it right and they it was really open with their with their registration and their process right it's like you know, okay, just tell us your name. Okay, who are you with? Okay, how many's in your crew? Right. And, you know, it's not nearly as formal as the registration for Shot Show, but you got to realize it goes back to the conversation we had very early on uh, on this live uh, that you're talking about the NSSF, a massive organization, uh, as far as influence wise, anyway, um, with the industry uh, and all of that. And they want professionalism. And, you bringing a family reunion into Shot Show just to get people into Shot Show is anything but professional. Gwes unfortunately dropped out, so I don't know if he had. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened there.
3: I don't know so, where he we went to. Oh my yeah. goodness!
2: Yeah, tired of be talking, I guess. So.
3: I know I was going to bounce out, so you guys can do your your wind down. Um, oh, there, there he is. Yes. I just I wanted to Mike, say Internet's thank back. you. Oh, we got yes. a lot of
0: questions. You can jump if you want, <laughs> we've got a lot of questions. We'll be here for a minute.
3: No, I, I before I, I hop out, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me come up on the panel and ask my questions and all the, uh, the weeks of questions answered. You all have been great.
0: You bet we don't know everything, but we'll give you our opinion. There's that, def- <laughs> hopefully, there's other people out there that'll offer the same. So if there's something that we've, you know, offered or something then uh, feel free to run it past somebody because there's lots of people with different mm-hmm. uh experiences that might have you know yes other angles. Again.
3: yeah okay right,
0: Thanks for jumping in bye all right so getting a badge for a camera person i'm guessing you talked about that and i don't know i think i yes. just kind of i wasn't saying anything i just stopped my internet connect disconnected yeah, um, never, never but i think that's a great point just uh, be the best you know be a valuable camera person if you're going to do that because you can make or break a channel. You can kill a channel by sucking at being a camera person. And you can channels that very few channels are individuals. In fact, I should say very few large channels can be individuals. They have to be multiple crews after a while. Next one is from Ghost YouTubers. And if we're missing stuff, feel free to leave questions out there. Uh, If you're a new person, there is a link out there. Kind of a messy show, but you know, all our shows are messy, I guess. But uh, um, okay, um, Ghost saying if YouTubers have a unique way to get free advertising for companies, they would rather work with YouTubers instead of print magazines these days. And then he had another comment, I'm not gonna be able to find it because it was from a while ago, but he said something about like how much it costs or the time or something. So, YouTubers are definitely different, YouTubers are unique in that there's a new one born every minute you know how they say so youtubers come along and they get used and exploited just like any other resource so you have a channel and some people value your viewers probably more than you do if they've been in the game for a while because most people don't value their own voices and what they're offering to the mix Uh, so people are going to see that you're a new youtuber and they may or may not um participate in what you're doing or whatever but uh yeah, there's definitely people out there that are there's entities out there companies manufacturers or whatever it, i'd say it's probably on the lower end stuff because that's usually the stuff that's let's just put it generally the stuff that gets very little attention because it's either commodity or often copied or it's a copy of right like the flashlight for example a pocket flashlight very difficult to be a unique pocket flashlight in any way like it, for a minute there there was the leds when it was all mini mags or whatever and, or they were called, I can't remember. You know what I mean? But whenever I went from bulbs to LEDs, there was probably a cool flashlight for a minute. Uh, whenever they went from one kind of battery to the next kind of battery and they got really bright, that was probably for a minute or two, you could have like a cool flashlight. Nowadays, like pick a flashlight company and, you know, they're all this versions of each other at this point, uh, Keychains or leather wallets or something, or I guess any kind of wallet, you know, those kind of things um, probably easier to or probably more of a potential for those companies to just shower that stuff out there and the the problem is i think i kind of mentioned it before but you can come home with shot show happy and it's and experienced and satisfied you can come home with shot show frustrated and, and and what's the word like envious because somebody else brought home more swag or somebody came home with a better deal or somebody came home with better relationships or whatever so there's going to be people that come that seek something out a shot show, come home with a bunch of little stuff, and then they create a channel full of a bunch of little stuff, and then their audience turns into people who are interested in little stuff, and then they go, "What didn't work? You know, how come next year at shot show I don't have any? I didn't gain anything. You know, so I, I spent some time and 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 I wouldn't say that any of those companies took advantage. It's just that. They took advantage of somebody who's willing to work with them, and if you don't realize that there's going to be people out there that'll hand you anything, and if you fill up your cart with the stuff from people that'll hand you, maybe that's the way to say it. Like if you went in and and got a bunch of free samples someplace, and then say, "Hey, I'm having lunch, and it's a bunch of free samples from Costco or something." Somebody's gonna go, "Hey, that's a great lunch, but no, thank you. I'm not interested in a bunch of free samples from Costco. I could go get those myself if I wanted or whatever. You know, you're not nobody's looking for that lunch. Is that yeah, the way to say it? Like, you know what I'm saying? That you, you can be careful with the uh, the way the companies are going to want to treat you on the other yeah. hand there's ones out there that may not realize how value you valuable you are so i'm saying trying to give you the idea like don't get bogged down and get taken advantage of and value your your voice because there's a lot of companies out there that depending on what your focus is and how you're building your channel and where you want to go because that's what matters who cares what you've already done this is 2023. It's about the stream, it's about the flow, and it's about the feeds, right? So what's next? What direction are you going in? What do you need to achieve that? And if you've done X, Y, Z, unless you're done, then you're not saying this is what I've done, period. Hold on.
1: You're not saying this is, hold on. I don't know what happened there. i probably been talking for
0: two hours, I that uh, you gun tube lets us know exactly how long we've been talking so we can probably throttle ourselves. <clears throat> um, but it's not how much you've done period. It's how much you've done in order to go where you're going. And if you can get that across to the company you're trying to work with, or the, the thing you're trying to get accomplished, you know, that can be a big part, part of it too. Right? Like, this is what I've done so far, but there's where I'd like to go and you could be a big part of that. Want to jump, you know, want to go with me. And, because people out there know by now that print media is not dead as much as YouTubers want to act like it is. And I was on that bandwagon for a minute. It's not dead and it's not going anywhere. It's necessary and we shouldn't be rooting for its demise. It exists and it is what it is, but it has its plus and minuses. There's lots of pluses. I'll let it defend itself, but it's minuses are that it takes forever for it to happen. So whatever happens at chat show in the middle of January, won't be in print until February at the earliest and more like August normally. So it's kind of useless for immediacy, but it's usually supplemental. And like I say, all of its advantages that it exists in real space forever, you know, is who cares if it takes a couple of months because it's going to exist forever. But. Um, people understand that they don't have to choose one or the other unless they're paying a million dollars for one or the other then they can afford to do both right and if you can be a free or inexpensive option for one side even if they are using the other's things the print media or the radio or the television or some other thing that isn't youtube then you can be that inexpensive youtube edition right or option or uh extra I don't know if you want to throw in. I'm sure Clover has opinions on print magazine and ghost comment here.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to bail here in a minute. I'm about less than 10 minutes away from a massive thunderstorm hitting. So I do not want to be here instead of in the house. Oh, okay, okay.
0: So, All right, well then, um, let's see. The Ozzy saying the female market is one of the fastest growing. Chief Fires might be aware of that. Um, Oh, she is. (laughs) that's what i'm saying we have a tendency to tell ladies because we're not used to ladies being around so ladies here's a mansplaining dudes ain't used to chicks coming around and chicks (laughs) or dudes chicks ain't used to you being nice to them they they are you know they're skeptical at least and suspicious right right? so when we're doing we're trying to be nice they're not used to that it's not what they expect so give it a couple of more years and everybody will be used to it but we still got people out there that go, there need to be women in the gun community. I mean, that literally still gets said today. So we're not quite to where everybody realizes females have already taken over. The yeah. Community. Right. So I hear you. The girls out there, thanks for being patient with the dudes. They are attempting to be helpful. And I'm sure you already know that. So i do not have to explain that. Oh, yeah. uh, have the great rest of the day and get ready for his live stream. It's still happening over there. I'm having bad internet myself, but not because of range, because of it internet hates me or whatever youtube censorship but uh, g23 is out there uh streaming the hearing for the oregon measure 114 okay so mill said i also don't go to shot for my youtube channel i'm going for the podcast that i am on so i'm working on double the stuff that's a great point uh you don't that's i mean we're very youtube centric because we're on youtube and both of us like youtube and i was happy to be one of the people that introduced youtube to uh shot show i'd like to think i introduced websites to shot show in 2005 thank you all very much and then uh in other words as a qualifier to be media and then i wasn't like necessarily the only one but i was the largest youtube channel going to shot show for a couple of years and i did that i think in a nice way so that the industry and youtube and shot show all dealt with it i mean i think i could have been a lot more heinous and a lot more uh exploitive and i could have really soured it i'm sure i soured it for some people along the way because i am you may not realize this i'm i'm honest i don't have anybody <sighs> paying me to have an opinion so i have opinions yeah. and uh, occasionally when people aren't authentic they get offended by what i say but uh, and so i'm sure i offended people that are authentic along the way but very few because usually i respect authenticity and leave it alone i will point out some of the exploitation especially when it takes away from the overall community from my perspective of paying just non you know objective i hope but anyway for those reasons uh i'm really enjoying the evolution of shot show and the idea that you know this question is he's going as a podcast there's a lot more podcasts out there some of the largest entities out there are podcasts i can't tell you how much i enjoy some of the military podcasts i'm actually look now that i'm thinking about that i'm thinking about how this is going to be an opportunity this year to bring a whole nother level of people. And that's something I hope that I'm not listening to my show right now, but I'm actually gonna reach out to a bunch of them and let them know, hey, if you want the, you know, what I can offer, uh, you got it. Cause I, I mentioned that to second amendment advocates. If you're hesitant, if you're still on the, sh- on the shelf, on the fence, I guess, about going to SHOT Show, Clover helped looked it up. We got till the end of the week. So if you're listening to this and you're not just a gun person, gun people, hey, I'm, we'll, we'll give you all the advice you want. Clover might help you more than me. But if you're a second amendment advocate you got whatever you want from me like if you're doing valid work on what our second amendment protects in a new angle or a realm in another way i'll get you there we'll make sure you get there but if you're one of those military podcasts oh man i can't wait to meet some of those guys and let them you know give whatever secrets they might want about the show because we've got a whole new realm of people like i say coming in think of commuters think of anybody who just likes to take time away from this Flash in the pan, instant media, right? Instant social medias, and get to the more long format, authentic, uh, explanatory, and nuanced podcasts. And those are super cool. So yeah, yeah uh, going for your podcast, I think, is probably winning idea. It's a it's a growing, it's a it's a upward rising uh, platform or position to take, or whatever you'd call it, like uh, technology to bring to the show. I wish I knew more about audio. I've listened to. Amanda Suffolk will tell me about that $100-something device she has. I don't have $100, but it seems like a neat device. And then she has like $200 headsets. I mean, I'm like, okay, you got two $250 headsets and a $150 device. That's how much money it costs me to go to SHOT Show this year. So I'm not in the same ballpark as everybody else. But uh, it would be cool to hear more about people that are recording audio. I heard – or I got posted a – Thing for a microphone that you would use like to get the background noise it's like a an everything microphone so it hears like water splashes and little noises and you hold it up next to water pouring and it gets that smr whatever they call that noise you know the just a wide range of all noises as opposed to what most people want they want the you know specific, specific mic and i've thought about walking around Chacho with that just to hear everything although you know that would be more like a weird podcast episode i don't think you could do a whole channel or anything on that and then ghost is saying uh i don't know clover do you want to say anything about the podcast angle on it
2: uh oh only that you know being multi multifaceted as far as you know the platforms you're on the type of content you do that definitely can help from a uh oh crap Chief layers
0: also through 20 bucks and i really appreciate that you elevator Thank you very much
2: like your elevator speech and all, right? So that company working with you is not just getting, uh, you know, a review or a YouTube video, but now, you know, potentially podcasts, social media posts, you know, other things too. So it broadens what you bring to the table, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and it broadens you as a creator, right? Once you know how something else works, you might not like it, but at least you know how it works. And if you do like it, then you've added a whole nother layer, right? So definitely explore them. You don't have to stick with everything. Yeah. Um, Ghost is a great point, and I want to make this. You've just brought up another thing, though. That elevator speech, and then earlier you brought up media kits. So why not next week we talk about elevator speeches and media kits?
2: Yeah,
0: sure. Okay? And then we'll see a good another week, and then we'll have everybody who's been to SHOT Show before, and that'll give us, because some of them people ain't watching this, and we'll have to bug them about joining us in the morning yeah. or whatever. Right. I've also thrown the idea about having another show, this exact show, in the evening some night. I'm willing to talk about SHOT Show more if Clover's in, then we'll just do another one at a time when people are maybe off work. Mm-hmm. Cause there are other people that are wanting to go.
2: Yeah. Just do a bonus or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so then ghost brings up this one and, um, I'm going to offer this too, especially if you're a second amendment advocate, or if you're one of those military podcasters, you know who you are, the team room or combat story or, um, Ed's manifesto or, well, Jocko doesn't want to listen to this one. He's pretty big. He's got help. But then, uh, Mike Ridland, if any of those ones that I've been listening to, or DeMoliere, of course, if they want help, then let's chat. I doubt they need it. But if they'd like to help people, I'd be down because they're all bigger than us. But anyway, uh, Ghost says to She Fires, let me know if you'd like to practice the elevator speech, I think, with me or anything like that. I'd love to help. So what do you think of this idea, Clover? What if we do an off-air workshop where it's basically uh, this? Yeah. We set up one of these rooms. Me and Clover are in there. And anybody who wants to throw elevator speeches at us for your projects we will yep. act like somebody who's a SHOT Show listening to your elevator speech and give you feedback. We'll do that yep. off there so it can be private to you. Right. We'll have you in individually so that you're not having to do that in front of anybody except the two of us. Or if you want anyone to talk to one of us individually, of course, feel free to do that. But that's an awesome idea. I really, really like that. Nobody's ever thought of that in all the years we've been doing stuff. At least I don't know if we all doing that. So I think that's something that we have as a resource, a potential, an opportunity as gun channels people, people that care about each other and each other's projects and each other's channels. We've got a month to do that. We can be so, we can have everybody going to SHOT Show so ready for having those elevator speeches. You can't even imagine, let's take a second. I don't know but I'll let you say something here because I keep chatting, but can you imagine walking around SHOT Show and having an elevator speech that's, I'm just gonna say on point and then having a media kit the three media kits right a special you know a selectable media kit that's just perfect like either printed or on electric depending on the person so that you give them what they want and you have a way to answer the 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 peer at chacho you have a way to answer the potential customer and you have a way to answer the fan and right. then, whatever other levels. But if you had all of those things on point as opposed to winging it, how much more effective would Shot Show be? 75% more effective? Right. Anyway, who knows? Stuff yeah. on all those. But yeah. we'll just finish it up. You got to get going because of the weather.
2: Yeah. I mean, who knows how, how much more effective? Yeah. We, I mean, we've had that. We've done things like that behind the scenes, and right? I know I have for years now. You know, helping people polish stuff out, listen to elevator speeches, helping with. Oh, yeah. Once in
0: a while. But nothing like we all said Thursday, we're going to listen to the elevator speeches. Yeah. We've never had
2: like a workshop. Never done a workshop thing on it. So that would be interesting. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I dig that. I can't imagine
0: why we haven't done that. Nobody's ever brought it up. So thanks for bringing that up. That's awesome.
2: And yeah, or
0: ghost saying you got to do it all the time. Literally, you want to have like, I would say like six. So we'll talk about that kind of stuff next week and figure it all out. So again, thanks everybody for sticking with us for another three hours. Thanks most to SheFires for throwing me 20 bucks and Chris for throwing me 20 bucks. You know how much money I made today? 40 bucks minus the 30% YouTube takes out of it. So thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to go sell stuff on YouTube or on eBay. Actually, I've got like $100 worth of stuff selling on eBay. So I don't know how to, that actually should be money from like last week when I posted it, right? I don't know how to actually factor that in the equation, but... Do appreciate the super chats. I'm not buying ammo or doing anything fancy other than paying some bills of that. So thank you very much. Um, but anyway, thanks to the people who showed up. Thanks for G23, who is at the moment live streaming the Oregon measure 114 hearing. So the measure 114, which is an onerous uh, in what's the word? Um, infringement on the rights of people in Oregon which was created by a ballot measure at a very slight margin is now being challenged at both the what federal or the state level and then at the county level based on the fact that it's against the Oregon constitution from what I understand. So what they have is a Zoom session going for the live hearing. Uh, so the people that are in Oregon are listening to this. We mentioned this when Mike asked something earlier, I think it was Mike asked something earlier about politics or you know the two A fight at the moment and because it was saying something about it being bad in Chicago, these things definitely swing. They're on pendulums. We're not on some kind of a situation where it's a ball bearing that falls off a shelf. If it was like that, we would have perished at one of the world wars or one of those, civil, at the Civil War or one of those world wars or one of the economic stresses we've had or one of the health stresses we've had. We don't. Our system lives through that because it's a pendulum situation, it's a cycle. So when these things push, it's usually as a reaction to. Getting something that didn't go their way, and then there's going to be a consequence, and that consequence is playing out. So, the true Second Amendment advocates out there, like G23, that are willing to just drive his channel into the ground because he just does not care, so that he can help normalize the awareness of what's happening in a state like Oregon that's getting the national spotlight. Contrast that to the person who's going to be making tens, if not hundreds of thousands of views, summarizing in three minutes in an in an agenda-based way this evening what happened while g23 is streaming live i'll shut up and let clover end the show thanks everybody for joining us though
2: oh i'm just i'll just echo what you said and say uh been a great conversation and uh, thanks as always to those that are out there in the chat that are helping uh answer questions give insight you know middle duo ghost uh smeggy was out there for a while obviously the gun snob so forth and so on and and uh, for Mike, for Sheep Sheafires, for uh, Chris that uh, jumped on, really looking forward to seeing uh, what those guys and gals get done here in the very near future. So, yeah, that's it for me.
0: Right on. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back with our next shows whenever they're next. Oh, we know it, We'll be back for – I'll start doing this. We're going to be back on Saturday with Tony Simon to – AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007, and since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. That'll be Saturday,
1: 2 p.m. Eastern, if I can remember my math.